Hello, and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at story or narrative-focused games and then talk about it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we have two very special extra guests to introduce. First off, coming at you for the third episode on the podcast, we have Michael. Hey, how's it going? I probably don't sound like shit this time. Here's to hoping, but also, no matter how good your audio <laughs> recording is, it won't change the shit that comes out of your mouth. And joining us this hey. time for the very <laughs> first Starting off episode, strong, okay. We have another special guest. We have Josh with us. Josh, would you prefer to go by your first or your last name? Because I don't actually you know, know that. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you said it. I was like, oh, man, that's so mm. weird. That is so yeah. weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can about go ahead and call one. me. Call me my last name, Colby. You guys are all used to it. Oh, thank God. That was <laughs> it was going to be, was gonna be a really, really rough episode if we had to start calling you by the wrong name here. Uh, yeah, oh, it's all good. So it's all good. We got a, a huge crew here today, four people, the largest episode we've ever done here on Thoughts from Player One. And if you listened to our previous episode, you will know that we are diving into the beginning of a three to four part series that we're going to do here where we take a look at Near Automata. Uh, Nier Automata is a, an action role-playing game developed by Platinum and published by Square Enix. It was released March 7th in North America on the PS4. There were like eight different release dates on the Wikipedia page. I just chose that one. Um, and currently it's still selling for about $60. I think it's on sale right now, but chances are it won't be by the time this podcast gets released. So... This one we're doing a little bit differently. This will be, I think, the first time ever we are going to do a, a podcast that is asymmetrical. Uh, I finished this game about a month or so ago at this point and really enjoyed it. So I said, hey, let's do something with this game. But the way that it, um, the way that it plays, it's pretty easily broken up into distinctive chunks. So we are going to be having um, Michael, Colby, and Duncan play through the game in each one of those three chunks, and I will be more or less leading a discussion and obviously also giving my thoughts about it, but I will know everything that is going on because I've beaten the game, and they will each know only what they have, you know, been able to do up to this point. So hopefully it'll end up kind of interesting, and the entire podcast won't be me going, oh, but you don't know about this thing, because that's <laughs> not going to be um, kind of interesting at all. So... Without any further ado, um, you know, also major spoiler warnings, we're not really going to, you know, hold off on talking about things that happen at the end of the first run. So yeah. if you are hoping to to play along with us, by all means do it. We have played at this point up through ending A, titled Flowers for Machines, which I think is a great name, which is why I decided to include it right there, um, up through the basically the first set of credits you will see, and we have not played at all past that. Right, Like Nobody's hit that start button to start the second run. <laughs> nope, don't know what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Uh -huh. Everybody's on 100% the same page. <laughs> He's lying. He's lying. No. He doesn't know how to listen to the most <laughs> basic of instructions, but... Why the fuck you I was lie. just so curious. I know, but you you broke the pact. I'm curious too. I think we're all held off. I think we're all there to be honest. <laughs> but I'm curious and literally. Impatient. I mean, I don't know. We're all there right now because the ending of the first one was like, okay, like this is intriguing. I want to keep going so bad, but you know, we got to hold off. Everybody practiced Michael. incredible self discipline. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck bitch <laughs> so i figured we'd start before we do kind of like a step-by-step -step thing and just kind of get a feel for how everybody felt about um you know the first run run one through the route a i think is the nomenclature that people tend to use um so generally speaking duncan how did you feel about this first part of the game 
Just the whole thing. Yeah, we'll get into specifics just later. Fuck it. I it want up. you to give me what right. you would normally right. give at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Just fuck that. Just yeah. fuck it up. <laughs> fuck it right up. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was an intriguing story full of mystery, and I really enjoyed that part of it. Some of the gameplay was more to be desired, but I still had a fun time with it. I liked a lot of the character interactions. Uh, I just want to know what happens next. That's that's really my feelings towards it. I want to get more into specifics, but I still I enjoyed it a lot. Um, uh, definitely had a few specific scenes, and I really like games that kind of keep you in the dark in a couple of ways and uh, reveal it back slowly. So I'm really excited for this. Popcorn, you Michael. <laughs> you see that, Colby? That's how the pros do it. <laughs> Bro, Ooh, man, the that's a hard act to follow. Podcasting. the pop cast um (laughs) so i really like this game uh for the narrative mostly i thought there were definitely some gameplay issues that we'll probably get into a little bit later uh if i think i had to give this like on a rating of 10 oh no 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 sorry sorry no 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 talked about how numbered rating systems are dog shit (laughs) Yeah, so like I said, I'm not going to do that at all. Thank God. <laughs> no, but I, I genuinely I enjoyed this game. I think it had a great hook uh, right out the gate, and I thought the, uh, the combat was really fun, and like the story was just so weird, and I had no idea what was going on, and that's probably the part I liked the best, because I really like, like this weird off-the-wall shit, so uh, yeah. I genuinely enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, popcorn. Colby. There it is. <clears throat> All right, fair enough. Um, how do I feel about this game right now? Um, you know, I, I, I am really enjoying it, and like everybody else said, I'm, I'm interested to see where this game is going right now, but up to this point, I, I'm not really, like, attached to it as much as I wish I was. Like, there's a lot of things in this game that have kind of, like, put me off in certain ways, or just, I don't know, like, I, I just haven't clung to it as much as I wish I could. Um, I just find myself really just like, all right, when's the next cutscene? I just want to get to the next cutscene. I want to, I want to get to the part where this game starts getting good because that's all I've heard about. So, I mean, I'm liking it. I want to keep going with it a lot, but that's kind of how I'm feeling at this point. Yeah. I think that that is, you know, like we just noticed when everybody said it, that's largely the, the pervasive feeling is, Hey, there are hooks. It's kind of interesting. I finished route a, but I don't really like Enough is still left in the dark that you don't really know what's going on. Um, I mean, I finished this game. Uh, when I finished Route A, I was like, hey, that was pretty cool. I'll try Route B and see what's different. And by the time I finished the game, I was like, we have got to talk about it because it's so good. So very, very yeah. much, um, you know, everybody who I've ever talked to about it has, you know, said they enjoyed it and they liked it. Um, if they finished it, they said they loved it. But it requires quite a bit of a commitment up front just because it, it is a very, very slow burn, I think, to get to the parts that yeah. are very, very good. Well, it's an eight-hour setup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, in a lot of I ways. Mean, I mean, they're still, they're still giving other things to you, but I feel like the major elements, mm, it's, not enough, it's not enough payback for eight hours. Yeah, we'll get into that, but I, I, I would argue it's maybe more of like a, like a six-hour setup, and then it starts popping off. But yeah, it, it's definitely not paid off yet by the time you see the credits which is a weird thing to say for a video game yeah literally it ended and <laughs> yeah. i was just like 
uh okay like (laughs) like okay cool uh i guess i'll keep going like but you didn't except for you didn't keep going i didn't keep going okay i mean yeah i didn't keep going i want to because you controlled yourself because you're not an animal you keep going one time (laughs) one time (laughs) so i want to say before we get go through the story um i think it's important that we both describe the gameplay and and share our thoughts on it uh this is as alex said earlier an action rpg so um a lot of hack and slash um some i hate the term but you know like dark souls tumbling mm-hmm. but infinite mm-hmm. <laughs> no no nope. nope. remember again remember literally the last episode we put out duncan when you were like i wish people yeah. would stop comparing games to dark souls <laughs> uh, it has a funny? dodge more games than dark Isn't souls have funny? a dodge <laughs> it, okay. I, I was i was doing it for that joke but fine yeah sure you were sure um, you were <laughs> but uh you know some different weapon variety and uh it's pretty much just all hack and slash and some platforming and it's kind of open world but it's also pretty linear um i kind of want to go around table and ask less so what you thought about it generally because i can i can kind of get a little bit of a census here that not everyone was super keen on it i don't know about alex but why don't we go around and say something that we you know that we did enjoy or didn't enjoy about it you know maybe like one or two things about gameplay? specifically about the gameplay yeah specifically about the gameplay hmm. you gotta popcorn somebody in don't you? now I'll, I'll start it's oh, all good fuck. It's all good. what are you I'll doing start. come on man popcorn cold okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know one of the main things i really liked about the gameplay uh is just the overall movement it, it is a very well built game as it, as it should be it's a triple a title right um like yeah Everything about moving and how it feels, I think, is really good. Um, in terms of like combat, it's it's really just one button. You know, all I ever do in the game, every time I'm fighting an enemy, is just dash, dash, heavy, dash, heavy, dash, heavy, dash, heavy, dash, heavy, and that's all it is. Uh, like every time, and that's okay because I mean, this game is a story-based game, like we've been saying. So, I don't know. That's pretty much how I feel about it. Good movement, boring combat. But, but just because it's a story game doesn't mean that it can't like did you did you did you have fun while you were like dodging and heavy attacking or were you just like like you said just trying to get to the next cutscene like i still think even if it's a story game the the travel time in between it is really important. yeah i mean i would say overall i was having a good time just because the atmosphere and like everything that's happening around you is just exciting um but it's it wasn't challenging me like i like i like to be challenged sometimes in games but also at the same time because this is a story game i'm not like i'm gonna play it on the hardest difficulty because i feel like that just is gonna kill the story for me so i'm not gonna do that but i mean i don't know i I think i think it's okay i think it's okay i think that's that's fair um i think you kind of i'll just take over the hand me hand me the talking stick thank you thank you you Uh, (laughs) i'll 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 take over from there because i think kind of Coley hinted at and and maybe hit a little bit on what I like least about it, um, which is kind of a... uh, There are two things that I like least, so I'm going to steal that. One, I do think that the difficulty curves in the gameplay are outrageous. The beginning is very, very difficult. Um, Or at least the beginning, like the opening 40 minutes, is pretty difficult and that it's very unforgiving and that there's no checkpoints throughout the entire thing. But then the vast majority of the rest of the game is very, very easy with only one or two spikes in the entire game where it gets difficult again. So that kind of, 
I feel like they completely missed the curve on how the game should be progressing and how things feel when you're fighting through it. Um, I do think the actual combat itself, I found it fun to watch and relatively engaging. Um, but again, I think that difficulty kind of does take away from it because like Kobe said, for the most part, I hit two to three buttons, right? You have like your actual ranged attack, which I was basically holding forever. And then you just go in and you mash X over and over again until things are dead. And then you're you in, dodge every now you're and then. You're in light attack? I, I light attack for oh, days, dude, man. I went light attack I never used days. You know, I think it's because I watched, I, like light I watched a speedrun, I think, like, a long time ago. Uh, like, I don't remember any of it, but uh, I think at one point they said, like, dashing and heavy attack, like, when you're sort of spinning out in front of you like that, it does, like, double the damage. So I always do that. Well, look at Mr. Strategy <laughs> over here. Come <laughs> in. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that made it, made it easier. Michael. Well, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's one oh. other thing I wanted He's to say. Man's not done oh, yet. You can't popcorn oh, for me, Duncan. I'm the I'm, one that I'm popcorns. Sorry. I'm sorry. He's still holding I'm the sorry. talking stick and now he's beating you. God damn. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, though, which uh, I think that the combat <laughs> is, again, it's unfortunate that it's so easy because there is actually quite a bit of depth to it you can watch videos of like people comboing enemies and they'll like knock them into the air and attack them four times and then switch to a different weapon and get a full combo off and then like finish with a heavy attack and like 100 to zero an enemy and it's fucking cool um because again it's i mean this is platinum games the pedigree is there from you know like bayonetta and other titles they've done like that but you just never have to interact with that system there's no incentive to because it's just not better than just normal attacking so i think that it's very cool it looks good and it always feels like it's much deeper but i just never cared to like dive in and see how much deeper it actually is you know yeah i feel the same way like i do not feel like changing the weapon at all or doing any of that would add to the game for me yeah i used the starting sword for pretty much the entire game because it was good and i got used to it yeah let me, let me steal that talking stick. Yeah, yeah. We're going to, after this section, we're going to have to end the talking stick metaphor because it's, you know, there's not an actual stick. Spoiler alert, guys. And I feel like we're lying to our audience, but. I'm holding a stick. Well, okay. So Beelik's holding a stick, but he's podcasting in the middle of the woods of Canada. So it, you know, it's unfair. <laughs> I'm holding a stick, but replace the S. Yeah. This is hey! a microphone. There it is. Uh, if it wasn't obvious before, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'm gonna echo the like the button mashing thing because that's what I that's what I felt the attacks were. I would just slam the X button repeatedly, slam the dodge button repeatedly. I never once crafted one of the other swords. Not not even like a little. There was no incentive for me. I'm like, oh, there's the big heavy stupid looking sword, but where's the giant katana that I had at the beginning of the game? I want that one. But the weapons and I have never want to switch. Well, I didn't even do that. That seems wild Which, to me. I actually think that's the coolest part about the weapons, is they each have, like, a little paragraph-long story yeah. that you unlock slightly more of every time you upgrade it. Wait, was it, like, a story, or was it, like, a little bit of poetry? Uh, it changes. I got, like, poetry Based on the on weapon, it. it's either, like, poetry or a story or, like, you know, four words or something like that. But huh. I think they're all interesting, okay. at least. Well, uh, maybe I'll get the opportunity to do that in the uh, in the other runs, hopefully. Yeah. Well... I think there's something that, like, that none of you have talked about that is my absolute favorite part of this game. I love the perspective switching. Oh, hey, I was going to talk about that, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't. You fucking didn't, did you? (laughs) And I fucking stole the talking stick, too. 
right out of God your damn. fucking greasy hands. This is the greasy worst. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't have greasy hands. I've touched them it's before. It's greasy stick. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, I really love the... Per- like, for those of you who haven't played it, there will be some points where you're, like, on a, like, small ladder... Or not ladder, uh, stairway, and the camera switches to like a more of a 2d view instead of your regular 3d and it just like just that ever so switching sometimes it'll be a top down it just makes it really fun and then sometimes it'll be a star fox and like that switching of um perspectives makes the game real cool because you just have a bunch of different control settings and uh, it makes it feel a little bit more cinematic where i'm not always looking at something from one view and I really, really love that part. And I really yeah. like the, um, in one of the fights you do a, uh, like a hacking mini game. And I really like that, like, hey, let me take you out of combat to do this cool, like, hacking mini game that's a top-down twin-stick shooter. And then you're right back into it. I thought that was really cool. But they never used that again, which I was super disappointed by. My favorite part yeah. there th- is when you described, like, being in a flight suit and having any sort of, like, top-down ship combat as a Star Fox. Like, sometimes you do a Star Fox. I literally was I thinking think... about that. I was like, what does he What does he even mean by that? <laughs> the fuck is a Star Fox? <laughs> Who hasn't played Star Fox? Oh, I've played a little bit of Star Fox 64, and that's it, so. That's the only good one. Well, now I know. I don't have to play anymore. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's ship, it's ship combat. It's fun, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we can we can move on at this point. We'll have probably have a little bit more to say about the gameplay, um, just sort of as we go on. But I want to do a little bit of um, our life is strange style, where we just kind of step through in area by area, kind of lightly touching because I do think in this first run there's a lot of you know very important sequences that really make the game pop, and a lot of areas where it just doesn't work. And I think it's important to kind of touch on each of those along the way. Um, so, you know, just sort of high-level introduction of the story, which maybe we should have done 15 minutes ago. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> it. Um, Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Well, you play as 2B, who is uh, an android, and the entire game takes place on Earth, but, like, I forget the exact year, but it's, like, the year 11,000-something AD, so really far in the future, um, you know, the Earth is basically totally abandoned except for androids and machines um the machine life forms who you know comprise the enemies in the game were created by um some alien race when the androids were created by the humans um and there was a big fight and uh basically it went real bad so all the remaining humans fled to the moon and the aliens you don't really get any indication of what happened to them until about halfway through this run um but that's sort of the setting so we get a lot of like largely destroyed area a lot of ruinous cities things like that um and the introduction of this game i actually found the introduction to be an incredibly strong part of the game despite the difficulty curve being a little weird um but basically you play as 2b coming down she's giving orders from yorha which is like the android special forces type command that you know lives in a bunker that you know is in space essentially um and you just go through this abandoned factory and you do a lot in this section of like the Like Duncan was saying, the twin-stick shooters, you do a lot of running around with different perspective switches, so you're kind of looking at a top-down from the side as you run around and kind of cut your way through a bunch of, um, you know, little robot minions that you're introduced to a couple of different types to, until eventually it kind of culminates with you and 9S, who is your sidekick, essentially, who is much more 
I don't really know how to describe him. I'm looking for one word that really sums him up, and I can't find it. <laughs> but he's a uh, scouter class android, immature, so he's maybe? more recon than he is fighting, uh, is essentially how the game tries to portray him. Um, he's a boy. He's a boy. He's a boy. Yeah. He's very much a man boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a man baby boy. Yeah. Not well, a unlike baby. 2B, Just a he actually has personality. Ooh. Yes. Damn, shots fired already at 2B. Come on, Ooh. man. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So how did you guys feel about this opening sequence? Because like I said, I thought it was really strong. You know, it culminates in, in you and 9S fighting this massive Goliath-class machine that's basically built out of, like, cranes and giant spinning gears. Um, and it's, I thought, a very, very fun boss fight. Any, anybody can take up the stick from there. <laughs> you know I mean, all right, I got we can this. reintroduce the talking stick if we want. I get it. The talk, we all got used to the talking stick. Oh, man. I was so ready to talk, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll let somebody else talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, welcome to the first ever four-person podcast. What? Just okay, anyway. So, yeah. so, yeah, I thought that... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I thought the first section was really strong, too, in hindsight. In the beginning, uh, playing through it, I was like, what is going on? I have no idea what's happening here, you know, with the perspective changing. Not knowing anything about the game, I couldn't really appreciate it at the time. I was like, wow, this is really cool, really grand. You know, you're you're fighting all these little robots flying around, and then you're also, you're getting on ground, and then you're fighting this huge, massive... It, it it's a it's like one of those oil refineries uh, in the ocean come to life. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like an oil yeah. yeah. And uh, I thought it was really awesome in hindsight. But, you know, while playing through it, as you mentioned earlier, like the difficulty here is is insane. You are going to die. There is no way you're not going to die here because you don't know what you're doing. But. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and disagree <laughs> with you right there because I got through it. No. What are you problem. talking about? Like, <laughs> okay. anytime, you get, anytime you get to a low health, they're just like, oh, you're low health. Here, just, we're gonna just shove this health pack right in your mouth, just, and you don't have to do right, shit. Well, I just want to say, I was never informed of any health packs. <laughs> never. I died a couple times. Not I once. died a couple times, and I was pretty mad about it. I died a couple times, too. I'm on Team Colby here. I died so oh. many fucking, oh, not so many. I died, like, four or five times. I was infuriated. I mean, until I learned about the health pots. Then I was fine. <laughs> but it does it for you automatically. It's no, not it like didn't. you get burst down by these things, yeah. It didn't do Wait, it for what me difficulty are we playing on? Normal. So was I. It starts you with it. It starts you with the little thing that uh, that's like, oh, well, it grays out your screen and slows down time for a second and then just says, boop. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Go back to killing things. I, I, it's, Alex, no you it's been a while since I played. I don't remember what Belik is talking about. I don't think they do that. I, I think they do. I think they do. Auto I think they do. I'm what? pretty sure they did. Yeah, so but you, well, Duncan, bad. it's been a while, so I have an excuse. Duncan, maybe you were just so mad that you kept dying anyway that you you know skipped right past it and didn't even notice. I the whole <laughs> game I had to apply health potions myself. But anyways, well, you do for the rest of the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, anyway, and I also didn't know how to spam dodge. I thought I could only do it once. Did you just not oh, try no, to see, hit the yeah, button the second that. time? Were you just like, oh, well, that's it then. <laughs> just one for the entire game and I used it this early. Damn, well, no, I mean, like, I thought it was like, I thought it was like, you know, your typical, like, you roll once and now you're like, I don't know. It, it, There's like a refraction. It was my, it was my fault. I don't blame the game except for not telling me about the roll until I, like, really, I, I don't know. I was just bad at it and then I got a little bit better. 
but it was absolutely infuriating that I had to start at the same cutscene where there's a huge laser that blows up all my friends for like five minutes, and I just have to keep rewatching that. <laughs> that I, yeah. When I I played it, when I played it, um, because I tried it way before we started this podcast. I did it one run through, realized there was no save point, and went, "This game's fucking stupid," and I quit. <laughs> And I if I wasn't doing it for the, if I wasn't gonna do it for the podcast, I would have never played it that, again. <laughs> that is actually perfectly reasonable. I love this game to yeah. death, and I'll defend a lot of parts of it. But I think the choice to have zero checkpoints in like a forty-minute-long intro sequence is actually just bad game design, yeah. and I think it pushes a ton yeah. of people away. Like, and I get it for the story element. I get it's it. It's not even it makes that sense. strong though for the story I element. Know. I know. They could have just had, for, for those of you who don't know, it's like you, um, the whole saving you're saving in the game is like you uploading yourself to a network to be re-downloaded and created. Yeah, because you're but an But you weren't in range. Yeah, because you're an Android. But you weren't in range of any of the network things, so you couldn't save. But why couldn't they just put one in there? <laughs> That's a good question. Just halfway through. <laughs> Overall. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. anyways... Yeah, go ahead. I I was trying to say overall the saving's bad because there's points later in the game where I died, and like it 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 puts you so far back, it's really just annoying. Like that's that's all it is, really. Yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of a typical JRPG trope, though. It's like here's one save point in the middle of nowhere. Have fun. Like you have to play for an hour, or you're you're busted. I mean, I don't think it's that bad, but I will say that it's not great the continuation yeah, i guess it's not like an not, hour but it's like 20 minutes most times and even that sometimes yeah. is pushing it but also i don't know i didn't die that much so i guess i didn't really have much of a problem with it <laughs> wow the one percent over here <laughs> yeah the only time i died after that intro sequence is at the final boss otherwise i'd never died yeah same yeah. for me yeah same for that me. that happened to me. yeah yeah anyways so i think the the whole intro sequence is grand grandiose with the scale of the boss and like there's just a lot of fun parts with the perspective switching i'm just re-echoing everything that everyone else said so it's not interesting yeah good call good 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 noticing (laughs) that good Good noticing that (laughs) wow he's learning oh man i'm so proud he's growing up the machines can learn (laughs) Uh, so this is all you know after that exciting intro you end up killing that giant goliath class machine and a bunch more pop out of the ocean after you're pretty beat up so you um to be a 9s um basically agree to detonate their black boxes which essentially holds all of their information um and by self-destructing they create a you know massive explosion that you know kills the other three goliath robots and you then start at the bunker where your consciousness was uploaded to and you know kind of go through a you know, fun little sequence I liked where two or nine S basically talks you through like adjusting all of the settings on your game as you are booting back up, which I thought was fun. I don't know. I liked that a lot. I don't know if you guys did. I thought it was really cute and fun. Yeah, same. Like, I really uh, liked stinky. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've had, I've, I've, I feel like I've experienced so much of that. It was cute, though. It, they didn't ham-fist it. No, it no. fit very well with what the game was doing. And it showed a lot of 9S's yeah. personality and, like, 2B's way of handling it when he was making a bunch of, like, one-off jokes and she didn't really seem to, like, respond to any of them well. I think it was a good way to not only introduce those mechanics, but also to be like, hey, this is the type of 
interaction that you're in for for the next eight hours, so get used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quick sidebar. Stylistically, the bunker is really cool. I like how they do it, like, just black and white and muted colors. Oh, yeah, them. dude. And it's all, like, yeah. 2D perspective when you're running around the big, like, circular outside. You get a very good feel for that structure, um, oh, which yeah. is incredible. I, the style of this game and the way that they create the atmosphere, I think, is one of the ways that it shines by, like, a landslide. Yeah, visually oh, yeah. very impressive. Uh, so moving on from there, you, you know, leave the bunker. Um, this next area is kind of... I lumped it all together because it's kind of just a large area where you get dropped into the ruined city, which is kind of the main um, hub world, I guess, type area. It kind of connects to all of the different areas you'll go to. Uh, I kind of think the ruined city sucks. I don't know about you guys. Like, not the story elements that happen here because there's not really many story elements, but just moving around that area doesn't feel as good as it should it's like this huge world with a bunch of bombed out buildings and it, it was limited it, yeah it just it feels like it should be very open and it's just very constrained or you'll go in a room and it's just completely empty of everything oh yeah. totally bare and i was like oh geez they really could have done a little bit to spruce up the place like there's nothing in there just like a at plant all. it's just something just a i get that it's a ruined city but Come on, spruce the place up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there should be like a ruined couch. I don't know. And like, there was ruined furniture in there, I assume. Yeah, uh, like honestly, there's nothing. There's no couches, there's no tables. In most of these areas, if you go inside a building, it is just the core structure. And that really took me out of a lot of the ambiance of this world. It just felt yeah. Yeah. barren. You know what You know what? just like tilted me 24-7 in that area? Hmm. Is like when you're holding down the button to run and you're running around as fast as you can and you hit a bush oh, God. <laughs> and then you just stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that yeah. was so frustrating because like, I'm like just trying gap. to get from point A to B. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like something that just trips you up. Oh yeah. man. And it just totally like ruins the flow. I'm just like, hey, you don't have to do this. I can just run across. I don't have to stop <laughs> and redo this every five seconds. Yeah. The I movement in this game is not great. Yeah. I mean, I would say initially this area really turned me off just because I, when I first was getting into the game, I was like, all right, I'm not going to go right to the camp. I know I'm supposed to go right to this camp, but I'm going to explore the town a little bit or the ruined city. Uh, and I run around, and then one after the other, after the next, whatever, I don't even know how to say it. I just kept hitting, you know, these invisible walls. And that's a big thing in this game. Invisible walls are everywhere. They're yeah. the most obnoxious thing. It triggers me so hard in games, <laughs> and they are all over the place. I think, oh, yeah. um, I feel like this area for me, like, I think this is a problem in a lot of games, where they have these amazing, fantastical intros, and then they drop you into the real game. And you get this feeling of like, oh, that's right, I'm playing a video game. Like, you know, like you realize where you are in that moment instead of that intro where you're... And I mean, I get it, you know. Everything can't be the most intense, like, cool intro sequence. But right when you get dropped into that sandbox of all the invisible walls, like, I'm still excited. But I think it really sinks in that I'm like, that's right, I'm playing an RPG. Like, I'm playing a small sandbox RPG kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah, and I felt that way, yeah. But, I mean, as I got used to the area more and more, I, I was like, okay, this is fine. I know where I'm going. I don't need to go anywhere else, like, whatever. Yeah. But initially, it was off-putting. Yeah, yeah I mean, it stops being off-putting, necessarily, but it never becomes interesting. It's never, like, a t place I wanted to spend time in, right? Like, yeah. 
a lot of the other areas in the game, like the reveal of them or exploring them was really interesting. And the only reason I ever spent extra time in the ruined city was like, oh, I think there's a side quest over there I should go check out. And then I would just hope that the side quest took me somewhere more interesting. And for, that's pretty much it. Yeah, first speak of like more just interesting stuff that happens later is there's a lot of cool changes that happens to this landscape. I do like there's like, um, without going too far, like there's a lot of destruction that happens to this area and it's really cool to see its decay over time though i do like yeah i think that's fair but the base area is yeah uninteresting um but it's the connection point for everything so you go to a resistance camp which again i don't really have too much to say about this it's where you find all of the non-yorha androids which were you know the ones that were initially on earth doing the majority of the fighting before the yorha project really like kicked off um there are some interesting characters in here um i do like some of them but I don't really feel like you get that much of them, especially like at this point when you're first introduced to this area. It's just sort of like, oh, yeah, look, there's a bunch of people here. And also, now that I got here, I have 80,000 like, side quests that are on the mini-map that I can now officially do. Yeah. And woo, it's overwhelming. And that's kind of how I felt leaving this area. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. But at the same time, as I started to do all the side quests, they were disappearing so quickly. I was like, oh, wow, I guess I really did not have a lot of side quests here. But looking at the map, it was like... My whole map is red with like stuff I should do, but it just let's, ended up going really quickly. I don't know. Let's talk about that. Let let let's talk about the <laughs> map in this game for a fucking <laughs> oh second here. All right, all right. <laughs> because I think you open the map and stylistically, it's really cool. It's like a three D map. You can move the camera at like different angles to kind of get an idea of up and down. And they use different markers for whether it's like an area side quest or an individual side quest. But the thing about the map is it's worthless as fuck in its total ass. If you're trying to get anything done by yeah. using it Jesus, i got lost really so much more by using that map no oh definitely not me dude i thought it was okay to be honest really <laughs> man you are off your fucking rocker I, no what way. is wrong with I you i ran straight to the side like to the quest every time i would run straight there. i think that the waypoints are good like like you're fine if you just have a waypoint to somewhere and then you set it but if you're like actually trying to like map yourself out of where you're going to go and like what path you need to take i think it's kind of bad zoomed in but zoomed out it's fine you know yeah, i think I mean, it was very bad if you had to go to a waypoint that was just on the other side of a wall because like, then oh, you just yeah. don't know yeah, how the fuck that's to true. Get. I'll, I'll give you clue. that yeah zoomed yeah. in it's terrible but zoomed out it, yeah it's fine i mean they know it's bad they literally know it's bad because the npc <laughs> that you can talk to that like tutorializes everything has an option where it says i don't think this map is very helpful and the npc is basically <laughs> like well fuck you donh know what to tell you <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, funny yeah so at the resistance camp you do meet a couple of cool characters um anemone is the leader of it um she kind of gives you a few quests throughout the course of this run you don't get too much of her personality she's kind of reserved um but I do think she's kind of interesting at this point. I, again, I don't... I don't remember her, to be honest. Like, yeah, I remember her existence. She doesn't stand out. But I don't remember anything much. about Wait, her. She's the main resistance camp leader, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you not remember? You got all her questions. No, I remember <laughs> her, like, but I... If you ask me, like, what's her personality like? I'm like, eh, she's a leader. Oh, yeah. No. She's tough. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's really it. Those are the only two qualities I remember. She's really needy. She's she keeps asking you for things. Yeah, that's well, pretty much it. You're good at fighting and stuff. She needs to ask you for things. I guess. You could ask how I'm doing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I guess that's fair, actually. All right, all right. You won me up with that argument. I mean, she does ask you to do a lot of things, and that's all the first part of this game is. I do like that the characters complain about it, too. They're like, 9S is a lot of times he's like, Ugh, don't you just hate that we're just running around doing shit for people? Oh, I know. Yeah. 2B it was totally is self-referential. Like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2B is like, well, that's the mission we were given, and mm-hmm. go do the mission. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think that's that the end of the conversation. The same there. way, <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah, God, can I get to like good story here and like not go get this robot? I think we're I think we're complaining a lot about it, but I do think that that section is not that long if you don't do all the side quests. Yeah, but speaking of the side quests, I want to ask one quick thing because like yeah. the, it's a side quest. There, there's an android, and he's like, "Hey, go fetch some parts to help fix my leg." And you're just like, well, just get a new leg, you know? And he's like, no, but this one's my original one, so I gotta fix the other leg so I can walk around. Um, and then I started thinking about it, and I'm just like, would I, would, I, would I replace parts of my body? And, like, my gut reaction is like, yeah, get some, like, fucking Wi-Fi in my leg or something. It'd be, it'd be fucking great. <laughs> some Wi-Fi in spot. my leg. Hot <laughs> <laughs> <Thought> spot. <laughs> oh my god but then like i was lying down in bed and just like no i like my leg and then i like started to empathize with this character like five hours after i had actually done the quest and i'm just like you know what yeah i get it i wouldn't want to replace i was just wondering if you guys would replace body parts with something like technologically superior i love this yep a pneumatic yep. dick. Like, what do you got, Alex? <laughs> well, I wouldn't get a pneumatic dick. Um, yeah, those are pretty expensive. Because it's my dick. I like my dick. Um, no, I mean, I. so I would probably get new legs. My knees aren't great. <laughs> so I would get new legs. I mean, that'd be great, man. Think of how much quicker I could run if I had robot legs. <laughs> yeah. I get... I get uh, I'd have to check the science on, like, uh, not the science, more so, like, the... The reliability of these legs, like, how are they tested? Like, am I the just first like, one with the new legs? You know what I mean. Assuming they were great and they didn't break down, I just feel yeah. like you lose a bit of your yeah. humanity. Can just I still like feel? This things? is what makes me me is my leg. Yeah, you can feel things. It's, it's just like as it's like as a regular my, human leg with Wi-Fi. <laughs> as long as my brain was still the same, I don't care. Yeah? yeah. If I could feel things like normal, then sure, why not? Yeah. So I think the the kind of defining factor is like yeah he wants you to do that but like like he said it, that's his original leg but like that's his last fully original part yeah and everything else had been replaced over time so would I get new legs and get like sweet robot legs fuck yeah a hundred percent but if I had like robot legs and a robot torso and my right arm was a robot arm would I get a left robot arm maybe not. I think that's where I would draw oh, the lines. Like, okay, also I'm too ch- much robot now. Yeah, also it's cheaper to fix something than replace it. I mean, <laughs> I guess. It depends. Yeah, it but depends. This, I mean, this, whole, this whole thing just gets into the argument of, like, what's that? What's the name of the ship where you take it apart a bunch and then you keep replacing parts and then it's not the original ship anymore? There's, yeah. like, a mm, philosophical... Mm. Do you know the one, Alex? You know the one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me sound like a crazy man here, please. Isox, Isvoss <laughs> ships. Yeah, I know that one. It's, I don't know the name of it, but I do know. It. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is just well known. I, I don't have any idea what the fuck. Name Thanks for throwing is, me the so. bone there, bro. Uh, so let's move on because we've been talking a lot uh, at this point. Um, so you, the next section you go to, you go to a like desert region. I don't remember what fucking pretense they send you out here for. You gotta like wipe the... out all of the robots, all of them. Yeah. They want you to okay genocide. 
yeah, just, just genocide fuck a whole up those desert. machines, which yep. is fine because they can't feel anything, so it doesn't really matter. And also, they're at war with the androids. Um, so you go to kind of this cramped desert, like uh, I don't know. There's like some caves and a broken down building, and then eventually you go into this like very wide open area where you're hunting down small groups of robots, um, which is where it starts to become interesting when they, you know. You're killing them, and then eventually they start to run away from you, talking about how they're scared, um, which is, you know, a change from them not really having said anything before. Um, and eventually you do follow one who leads you through these kind of broken down apartment complex uh, out in the middle of the desert, eventually culminating in you following him through a little bit of a tunnel, which leads to this open, like, huge cave opening um, where you just walk in and see a giant robot orgy, which was... Weird. Which was the point where I knew I loved this game. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it doesn't make any sense at the time, and I'm not sure that it'll ever make perfect sense. But you just walk in on a bunch of robots that are like, you know, one's rocking a baby, talking about how it loves it. Some of them are just like smacking robot bodies together, like they're having sex. Yeah, um, they're literally in like missionary and doggy style positions. Like they got just yeah. these weird positions everywhere. They're doing the whole gamut of Karma Sutra. It's just these robots just <laughs> like smacking these metal plates together where their crotches should be. Great sound design there. Great sound design on the robot fucking. Yeah. Absolutely 10 out of 10 robot fuck noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this this area particularly, like this, this scene was cool. You know, you, you see these and then um, it, it does culminate in a boss fight where the robots kind of give birth. What's the line to... before? What do they say? I don't. What? Wow, Duncan, Alex. Duncan, help this... me out here. They, they, oh, this they... is when they all start chanting, yes. this cannot continue. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> It's look. It's been a while. I didn't. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> um, You're doing real well. Yeah, I haven't though. been to a robot orgy in a while either. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> last one was like two full weeks ago. Honestly, you really start to forget about the robot orgies very quickly. Um, but they like give birth to a very, very anime looking dude who just has his shirt off um, and is very much more like looks more like an android than he does a machine. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Uh, I think this one was Adam, right? Like, yes. There end up being two yeah, of them, yeah, like two yeah. of these anime robot boys, Adam and Eve. Um, and you know, you get into a fight with him, and slowly he starts getting better at combat and like learning new moves. He levels kind up, of evolving. He 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 evolves. He levels up. It, it does uh, actually say level two, level three, level four. Yeah, it goes on. <laughs> yep. He's you know, it's a it's a JRPG. They're not making any bones about it. They know what they're doing. No, I, I like audience. it. I'm not saying I dislike it. It's just it's funny. Yeah. Um, this scene was weird, but also this entire, like, I really, really liked the scene. This is kind of what drew me into the game. Like, like, be like it said, this is when I started to like it, but man, fuck the desert outside of that, though. Oh, yeah. for real. Do you Straight kill garbage. Do you, how does that scene end? I forgot. Oh, you, you, put, you drive your sword through him and then. Oh, that's right. Like, Eve, like, crawls out of him, like, alien style from where you stabbed him. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the desert in general, just because I do want to harp on this, because you spend a lot of time in the desert. Man, it just it's so bad. Like the world design in the desert is the only area in the game that I think is off putting to the point that I didn't like. I actively did not want to go there for side quests. Mm, I didn't what think I... it was as bad as the ruined city. 
Really? really? Uh, Ruin City, I at least learned to navigate. The desert, I, there's a lot of platforming that happens, like, in the rock walls, and really? man. Well, I didn't think it was that I mean, tough. if you do the side quest that took you there, I, yeah. I, there's, there's invisible walls everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I just think it's a boring area. You're just running around, you know, desert, just straight sand dunes everywhere, and you're just waiting for robots to pop up. It's boring. Yeah. And then you're sliding yeah. down the dunes instead of running. <laughs> that and part's the controls fun. for that. <laughs> Oh my god, it's worse than the bushes. It is worse than the bushes. I like that part. I like sliding down the hills. Really? No way. that bad. Yeah. The problem is you lose all your momentum as soon as you get to the bottom of the hill, so it's just constantly go fast, go slow, go fast, go slow. That's because you gotta jump off the top of the hills and float. Damn, he's right. Yeah. That's Son what I ended up doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alex has played I the still whole game. He solved it, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta start over. New run. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I thought the desert was all right. I didn't think it was like where I wanted to spend all my time. There's definitely better areas, but I don't think it was as bad as you're making it out to be. I think the openness of the area could sometimes be a little boring. And yeah, the, there was a lot of invisible walls, but I feel like I kind of learned. Uh, playing through the ruined city i'm like this is clearly not where i'm supposed to be and i just turned around instantly and didn't try and fuck around with those walls mm. yeah kept that's it mainstream fair. you know all right moving quickly a little bit more because we are dragging a little bit um you kind of finish up in that area and eventually are i believe directed to the amusement park i forget exactly how you are initially told to go there but the next area you go to is this abandoned amusement park and be like i want you to tell me a little bit about your first impressions walking into this because i don't remember mine it was a long time ago but i want you to talk about when you first arrived at this area okay so you have to go through like the sewers to get there and it's all dark and i kept expecting jump scares and i did not like that but then i <laughs> did and everything was fine um and then you just like emerge and like the sun's going down i'm like oh is this going to be like a creepy area and then you're around the corner and you see this giant castle with like a heart just taken out of the center of the castle and fireworks going off and you hear this weird like awesome music and i was just like what the fuck this is the best and i was so excited because i it was like going to disneyland or something yep, and it exactly. did not belong in this it game very very disneyland looking oh yeah it was it was like one of the best scenes because they frame it so beautifully like as you round the corner that's I definitely, I, I definitely like felt that way when I rounded around the forest, and then you see the big fucking castle, and it's exactly like Michael said. It's like Disney. That's exactly what it feels like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt the same way. I, I was definitely a huge surprise walking up, and uh, I think this is the first time where you uh, just come across robots who are kind of just doing their own thing. Machines, sorry, machines who are kind of just doing their own thing, right? Am I yeah, wrong? yeah, this yeah, is that's the true. first non-aggressive ones you meet in the Yeah, they're always hanging out, having a good time, you know, throwing confetti up in the air. It's really cool. I mean, they I, have I like, liked it a lot. They have, like, the cannons that you shoot you with, that they shoot you with, but they're firing confetti and balloons, and it's fucking magical. Oh, yeah, it's they're all wearing so jester's hats. This is the first point in the game when I felt bad, though, because I ran in and saw them all, and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go, and, like, I <laughs> killed two or three, and oh. then I was like, well, I didn't take any damage, and then, like, they kept shooting balloons, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> don't know how to kill. Oh, no. <laughs> but then, like, right after that, uh, they're, they're trying to find a way inside the castle because there's, like, basically a disturbance in the robot force. Um, and, <laughs> and they, they come to this area and there's a tank that 
is just armed with fun. Like it's it's got the same canon styles except this one's a little bit more violent. And Nine um, S suggests that we ought to take it out or it's going to give us trouble later. And uh, I do like that Tubi has some hesitation here because I think throughout the beginning of this, as emotionless as she kind of is, she does show a couple like feelings throughout this area of just being like, oh, I don't know, they are they are saying things like help me, <laughs> you know, or like or not help me. Uh, no, they were saying they like, say? spreading the message of love and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about that. Yeah, so very non-aggressive language, um, and yeah, that's kind of like you said. For as uh, emotionless as Tubi is, Nine S is very like gung ho. Let's get him. We gotta stop those machines. Yeah, but he was also the quickest to like turn around on that too. That's true. Um, it's, it, I don't know. It, it's kind of complex the way that he looks at it, I guess. But I definitely. Like, remember playing through being like, all right, but I really, I don't feel like these machines are that bad. And, like, when they're running around talking about emotion and he kept saying, like, it's okay, they don't have emotion. I was like, all right, man, who are you trying to convince? You or me? Oh, That's I a good point. That exact same thing. Yeah. And it it felt like he knew, sort of, that they maybe, there was at least a little bit more to them that meets the eye. Much like Transformers, these machines <laughs> have a little more that beats yeah, the eye. that fight took you guys, like, any time at all? That fight literally took me probably, like, a minute to finish. What? The tank? Yeah, the tank, tank fight. Yeah. Wait, do you, yeah, do you have quick. to do the tank, or do you have the option no. to, like, run around it? No, you don't have to kill it. Did you yeah. guys all kill it? I, I killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're all just What if it gives you trouble later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 9S said so. I'm a killing machine, but did you guys just in not case. do anything. Like, like, did you say no to any of the quests? Because all these side quests gave you the option to say no. I was wondering yeah. if you guys said no at all. I didn't do all the side quests. Yeah, just I, I accepted all of them, but there were some that I didn't finish because I just didn't want to do them. Yeah. But there were none that I was like, oh, that, no, that's not me. Yeah. I wonder something me, would man. change if you said no or not. But I don't know. You probably don't do the I quest. Have. Oh, yeah, you probably don't do the quest. How insightful. How insightful. Maybe maybe it, like, just keeps it there and you can come back and, like, prompt it again. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, I really, I don't think they change much. Again, I, I accepted all the quests, so I guess I actually have no idea. But I don't think anything would really change because most of them I feel like you just have the option to say no so that if you don't want your quest log to get too full, you can come back and accept them later, you know? That would yeah. be a cool mechanic, though. So at the end of the amusement park, you do fight a boss. And again, I don't want to spend too much in the weeds about the story. You know, you're looking for, for androids. But this, I think this boss for me, like like uh, Michael had said earlier, like the kind of machine orgy was when he really knew that he liked the game. For me, this boss was when I knew I really liked the game. Um, and again, I don't have a very strong grasp on my initial reaction to it so i want this time colby i want you to walk uh, us through this boss. okay so basically like we said we're in the amusement park and you are on a you're on a roller coaster right and you follow yeah. the roller coaster oh yeah we, we didn't talk about the roller coaster that was a real cool time <laughs> yeah that was like this 2d <laughs> side scrolling bit but you're you're just going around the castle on this roller coaster fighting dudes and it was a really well framed scene do you fall off the roller coaster into the into the theater yeah yeah you do okay okay so yeah so yeah so you're on the roller coaster and you're fighting all these dudes and you're going around the huge castle it's a it's a really cool moment and then towards the end of that you actually fall off the roller coaster and you kind of plop down into a theater a theater that's at the heart of the amusement park 
and you're like, okay, what's going on here? And, uh, you know, you look up at the stage and the curtain parts, it does part, right? Yep. I think it does. Yeah. Yep. The curtain yeah. parts. Yep. And, uh, what you see is a giant opera singer, death metal robot. <laughs> basically, basically, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you look at the robot. Robot looks back at you. That robot screams, <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it gets real crazy. Like honestly, that is a chilling moment uh, because you just land here. You look at it, and it gives such a shrill, crazy scream, and you know it's like it's about to go down. And this is basically the first boss fight in the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was really cool. But to be honest, I mean, this fight like didn't really get to me that much. I feel like, I don't know. How did you feel? Like, gets I feel you, like you, you talk about it. Like, gets like, gets you me, like, like uh, it just didn't really like make me feel. You? Yeah. I don't okay. know. I just like, I thought it was interesting, but like I saw it, I was like, whoa, I'm going to kill this thing. Like, that's kind of how I felt, you know. Give someone the talk. So stick. I think. I think the reason that resonated with me more than it maybe did with you is because although the game at this point has kind of hinted at its its larger themes and ideas and it's kind of hinted at the, the differentiation you're going to see in the machines, at the end of the day, you are fighting one type of machine that looked like it was ready for combat and, like, built for that, and you go into an area and, like, the last boss fight you have is, like, a JRPG-looking shirtless anime dude. Um, <laughs> and, like, this was the first point where... I think the design of the enemy mixed with the design of the area mixed with the like scoring of this particular scene was it meshed together in a way that felt truly unique up to this point and it felt like okay this is really going to go a lot more places this is really going to be um <laughs> the the enemies you fight the areas you see it's not just going to be a typical JRPG it's not just going to be a typical like sci-fi look at all these bad machines that look exactly the same you're fighting this giant like you said like opera singer death metal looking machine and she's got like android bodies strapped to her dress and there's android bodies littered across the area and it's just such a unique and powerful moment and the like scream that you get to introduce it that's like half scream and half like opera singer note is so powerful and so like it impresses the feeling of the entire area around you in like the exact same moment well yeah it's it's a lot of like i like this one a lot as there's a lot of contrast in between the what's outside and what's inside of the amusement park and um gameplay wise i think the stacks super well like it's like okay all you have to deal with is the opera singer and she's like throwing bullets at you she's like uh, she's got her big spiky dress that she's trying to run into you with and now you have to deal with these androids she's hung to to crosses that are like trying to fuck with your brain and now this and now this and it like the boss just it wasn't too difficult but it kept adding things that i had to think about and it was really cool in that way yeah like you said the hacking was really cool switching out and you're like whoa what's going on you know like you're all of a sudden in this 2d or not 2d uh top what do you down. call that top down top down uh twin stick shooter and you got to just figure out what's going on i mean and you have to have a pretty good game sense because if you didn't know what was going on you'd be like okay what am i supposed to do here and you'd probably i feel like it'd be really disorienting for somebody who didn't know what a twin stick shooter was yeah and again i guess at this point you've already been in one because yeah that's true beginning. 
Yeah, and look, the game doesn't take its time to explain things to you as it's going, so you just kind of have to already know a lot. Like, it's not a game that's going to tutorialize much of anything for you. It doesn't really, at all. Yeah, as the Steam Steam forums would say, get good. If you don't know how to play it. (laughs) Get good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So after this, you, you kind of, you know, Defeat this large android opera singer, go outside, which is where you're introduced to the next area where you follow a machine that's waving a white flag um, and follow it all the way to Pascal's Village, which is a super cool area, um, which it's like this giant village wrapped around this enormous tree, essentially. It's all just, you know, two or three concentric circles that you follow and you meet uh, a machine named Pascal, Uncle Pascal, who is the head of this village of machines that are just, they're disconnected from the network and they're not violent and they don't want to fight you. And it's such a, again, coming from the amusement park, it's not as stark of a twist, but this is the first time you've met machines that just, they talk to you. They will interact with you. They're non-violent, but they're not just non-violent. They are like actively trying to make friends. And it's such a, ridiculously interesting contrast from the first at this point like three hours of the game um where you just finally meet um a bunch of like new characters basically like you meet non-android characters that you can actually interact with and you know some of them don't have much of a personality there's the like the machine that just likes to be indoors and when you talk to him he's like i just love it in this house right next to the machine that likes to be outdoors it says i just really love the freedom of being outside (laughs) um and the house but is literally just of... a box around him. It's the best. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Super you know, it's... it's... <laughs> like, money's tight. You can't afford much more than that over at Pascal's Village. Oh, this place has windows. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I felt like this was the area um, where, like, I understood that there's going to be a larger cast of characters, right? This is the area where they really introduce you to the two different worlds that you're going to be taking a part in, you know? Yeah. I, I have some plot questions for this area. There seems to be a lot of, like, confusion, especially with, like, 9S, of whether the robots are, like, they know what's going on, they don't know what's going on, they are violent, they are just saying random things, and I feel like this area comes as a shock to to, to 2B and 9S. They're like, whoa, there's, like, robots that just, that are just chill? And I thought I felt that way where I'm like, I've discovered this area and I can't wait to come back and tell them. But the resistance camp knows about them and has known about them for a while. She says that like, oh, we trade with them all the time. It's super chill. I feel like that information should have been passed back to them. Well, the reason they didn't do that is because it's treason, apparently. And then and then 2B and 9S just made the decision and said, you know, all right, we'll bring this back to headquarters. You ate. Okay, all right, that's important. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a disconnect in knowledge between what the Resistance knows and what Yorha knows. Okay, um, yeah, that's true. With Yorha being much newer, so that's kind of where you get that. But I, I agree, it was a little bit obscure there, and I do think they do intentionally obscure kind of what you're supposed to know and what everybody knows, but I don't know. No, that's helpful to I know. Did, um, so from here... We we kind of move on. The village is an interesting place. You go back to it a lot, but we don't really spend a ton of time there at this point. Um, Michael, you want to walk us through this next section here? Because I kind of forget the order of events, because I didn't write it down very well. So, after Pascal's village, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So after Pascal's village, well, actually, you're there, and then you get a call, and it says, Oh, huh, everything's under it. There are, like, multiple Goliaths inbound. The city's going to be under attack. So you think it's a trap that, you like, you were lured to the village, and, you, the, like, Tubi's initial reaction was, Oh, you set us up for this trap. We're going to rush and go take care of this. So you go, and then I think you fight, is it one or two Goliaths? Two. It's two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you go and you fight the same like oil rig looking motherfucker from the, the introduction, <laughs> and and it's substantially easier this time because you're like level like fifteen or twenty by this point, I think. That and you're in the ship the whole time, and you can just rocket it to death. Yeah, yeah. So so you <laughs> so fuck it up easier. real good. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, one of them just like blows up to shit, and it leaves this huge crater in the ground. I mean, like fucking. Like, several buildings have fallen down, like, around it, and, like, some inside, and it reveals this cavern underneath. So you Totally jump... changes the ruined city. Oh, yeah. It's this yeah. massive area that changes. Um, and then you go down to this cavern, and they're like, oh, well, we're getting, like, a weird energy reading that we haven't seen before from this underground cavern. Uh, go check it out. And you go check it out. And you go through this little cavern. And then it becomes like this weird, like, steel, futuristic set of doors. And you go through. And then you find the alien bunker, which I'll just go out and say, I thought the aliens were bullshit. And I was like, huh, there's actually aliens in this game. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah, that was, I was just a not expecting line. to see real aliens down there, but you see real aliens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was yeah um michael had actually texted me at one point when he was playing the game he's like i'm just saying i'm calling it right now there were never any like any actual aliens and it's all bullshit i was like well okay man you know yeah a few hours later he gets a text and he's like i was so wrong (laughs) i have no idea what's going on anymore So then, so, you fight... Oh, you do I have to keep going? Oh, right. Yeah, I'll finish it up. Yeah, Duncan, yeah, popcorn, Duncan. <laughs> and then, um, so pretty much, you go down to that alien bunker, bunker, you see all the aliens, and who other than Adam and Eve are there. And you and um, 9S fight Adam and Eve together, but they're just kind of dodging you, and they offer you to be part of you know, their group, and they, they want to kind of hire you on, pretty much. And you obviously say no, and they go, oh, that's a shame. And they pretty much just say, yeah, we killed the aliens because we're better than them. And they're out. That You're right. Thing. I mean, actually, at that <laughs> point, I was expecting I was expecting to uh, kill Adam and Eve there. Yeah. I was like, all right. I'm, I was getting their health bars pretty low, and I was like, okay, am I just going to kill them here? And then they literally said all that stuff. They said, yeah, we're better than the aliens, and but, you know, you're not going to join us, so we're gone. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you find the conversation hard to follow during the fight? Oh, yeah. Because I was dodging and like, yeah. attacking like crazy. Yep. Yeah. I actually, I like, I, um, the game actually crashed after I beat that boss battle and, Oof. well, beat that part, which is fine. It wasn't too far back. And I went back down to the save, to that area. And the second time I listened to that conversation, because I knew what was going to happen, it way, it was way better to, like, comprehend so yeah i do i do think that that was a little jarring to have like that fight while talking about something that's a little bit more um story heavy like i do like like talking while fighting anime style but i think it's important to know that like you have to reserve some information for maybe a cutscene. 
Yeah, there were there was definitely like important plot points that I was struggling to uh, listen to during that, and I'm like, uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I think I got it. Uh, uh, dodge. Uh, okay, something about. Uh, oh, I'll just do this again. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was hard to follow, but I thought atmospherically it was really cool, yes. just because it, it gave more of a feeling to like how much they don't care about you and how like how much more powerful than you they think they are. That they're just delivering this long monologue about the history of what's been happening and how they were created and everything like that. And in the meantime, you're just like wailing away on them, and they don't like break sentence pace even once. You know? Yeah, that was really- they're really arrogant characters. I like them a lot. I think they're good enemies good um antagonists yeah antagonists that's <laughs> there it is found it found it at the end yeah. god we're solving all kinds of problems today <laughs> we've really just got it figured out we did it guys um but yeah that 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 more or less comprises the alien bunker area um kind of anticlimactic to be honest it was just like oh cool aliens oh there's a, a little there was oh, like gonna five fight. of them okay they're gone i like yeah. how you just yeah there were a few i like how you just leave like like you were you went to a party and then the owners of the house party you went to left you know what i mean like it is kind of like oh this is the this is your bunker and uh and you left so what where, where do i go now yeah you really did nothing down there it's like yeah. oh okay well i guess okay i'm gonna go back up to the surface and do other things but i'm gonna go got, do my side quests you got all the important information that the aliens were real and then the machines you know That's rose up against them essentially That's true. So you bring that information back to Yorha, and they want you to investigate uh, an area called the Forest Kingdom. And you go through an old shopping mall, and this is the cutest thing. 9S, 9S, he says, hey, 2B, can, can you please call me Nines? And oh my she's God. like, mm, no. And she's like, oh, like, all of my friends call me nines. I just, I just really like it if you called me nines. And she's just is not having it. And I think it's adorable. But, yeah. and he asks a bunch of other times throughout. Um, however, so you go through uh, the mall to get to the Forest Kingdom. And you meet this weird, uh, s- super smiley ball that's the icon of the game on Steam. So it leads me to believe mm-hmm. that this thing is more than um, than it's bargaining for, but it's just a sphere with an evil face on it, and it's kind of like wacky and zany, and uh, it runs off, I guess. Yeah, it's scared of you. It's it scares you. Off. Yeah. And then so that's mm-hmm. yeah, that that okay. First off, evil face. Evil face? It's got an evil it's face. It's not an evil face. It has it's a demonic like face. You're all full of shit. It's got you're jagged teeth. You're all full of shit. It's not evil. Um, it's wait. not evil, but it looks exactly. evil. It looks nicer than the other robot's faces. Well, yeah, it's just a smiling face. What's wrong with, with you, man? With huge, sharp teeth. <laughs> sharp teeth. What? But it is I don't a trust it. It's, a, it's a smiling it. Voltorb, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it <laughs> smiles in the same way wolves smile, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Just before they tear your flesh. Um, that is Emil, and I didn't run into him more on the first run, but he is a shopkeeper uh, who just, like, drives a little shop Spoilers, dude! Come map. on! What are you doing? You can find him as soon as you, like, run into that. You can find him throughout the world. You just have to bump into him randomly. No, you can't. Uh, and he's yeah, on the map. I've done it twice. I was literally just thinking, I wonder if I'm going to see that guy again. Yeah, <laughs> Billy's in the first run. Okay, fine. Yeah, he sells his shit, dog. <laughs> But I guess, <laughs> you guess I'm not a good him. explorer. But <laughs> you, since since Alex has finished the game, 
is it worth us making any predictions as to maybe what this is or is it just a shopkeeper you understand that there's no way i can answer that question without inherently giving something away. okay all right all right do you guys want to do you think it would be interesting if we gave guesses as to like if this is like a bigger part of the game or not yeah, I think we should guess, and then yeah. Alex shuts the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and do, Bob. Anyone, anyone want to give their give their first their thoughts on this? Freaky Friday, dude. Android in a robot's body. What do they have to do? Does she have to sell a certain amount of oh, cash? Are you kidding me? Before oh she, God. I don't know. Before she That's it. That's the end prediction. Freaking All right. Friday. Jesus. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, dude. Holy shit. I, I just love the little car that it drives around in. It's got a little <laughs> speaker on it so you can hunt it down. It's like an ice cream truck. Like, right when you hear that song, you're like, oh, it's the secret shop! And then you shoot them, and then they topple over, and then you buy stuff from them. Oh, that's the cutest part, because you shoot him, and then he, like, tips and falls over. He's like, ah! Yeah. Oh, I guess I'll sell you things now. You want to buy my shit? <laughs> you shot at me, like, but... Like, the speaker that's playing music is playing, like, really kind of bad, like... You can tell the characters just, like, yelling, la, 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 la. But then when you actually, like, get into the shop menu, the music becomes a lot better. It's a really fun transition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Duncan, what do you think Emil's all about? I don't want to say... hot prediction. I don't want to say mastermind behind the whole plot, but I'm also not saying that. <laughs> okay, see, that's okay. What exactly what I am saying. I think, I think it's, like, a rogue, like... I think it's just kind of like a rogue person in the robot area and i think they're going to play a bigger part when it comes to um these other i think in these other runs it's hard to say but we're definitely because it's not a choice based game so all these runs have to be different and unique um and i think that this character might be able to provide you with some services that they're not so revealing in the beginning okay i think it's an alien brain inside that little ball Ooh, Ooh, Ooh i like that so you're like also that. on the freaky friday <laughs> <laughs> those yeah, are my cool. that's my hot prediction all right cool. all right we'll have to see uh see, see you guys in 30 hours <laughs> <laughs> okay um, you want me to keep going the forest yeah keep going all right all right so uh then after you run through the mall um, you go to the Forest Kingdom, which is just a giant forest with a not-Disney castle in the back. Uh, you run into a bunch of robots who have clanned themselves a little differently, and they're all charging at you in these cool battalion formations, and they go, For the Forest King! Or, you know, like, We die for the Forest King! And it's really okay. It's cool. A um, couple fights throughout. You run into a new enemy before the castle, that's this, like, pretty big, stompy McStomperson robot. And then you <laughs> jump through the castle. All of the same McStomperson. Shit. That's what I call them. And you run through this castle. There's more people praising for the Forest King. And you get to the top of the castle. And there is a small baby robot in a crib. And before you can do anything... A different android launches from the ceiling and stabs the baby. And you 
get a reading from Yorha, I think, that tells you that mm-hmm. this yeah. is a rogue android that's gone off the system and that you need to take care of her right away because she's on the top wanted list. So you have a fight, brief fight with her, and you don't win, you don't lose, she just kind of fucks off. And that's... I mean, I feel like I won. I don't know about you. Yeah, saying, I mean... Yeah, I didn't take ran. that much damage. She I won. That was... I, I kind of had... A, like, I didn't lose, but I definitely had a hard time with her her attack patterns. Really? Yeah, because she did this thing where she kind of, like, went off the screen and then charged across the bottom, and... Yeah. It was kind of bullshit. Then, I mean, I feel like it was pretty predictable. It was, like, straight up and down, and then vertical. So another just fucking weird, weird part. <laughs> um predictions thoughts what this might be uh i think you know and i i i don't know this could just be like too obvious uh obviously for me anyway the androids have discovered something that's wrong with yorha and they've definitely decided that they don't want to be involved in it anymore i mean and for some reason like part of me wants that to not be the case i want it to be some grander thing but I feel like that's all, that's all it is. Something dirty is going on in Yorha. Like, they're not human there anymore or something like that. The higher-ups of Yorha are doing something wrong, and the android cause has been wrong all this time. So there's defectors. Yeah. For sure. But I think it's super interesting that both Yorha and this rogue um, android are both interested in eliminating this, like, king you know what i mean like i guess your house oh, isn't yeah. specifically interested in eliminating the king but they're interested in eliminating all robots and 9s is definitely down to kill that baby mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> that's a hell of a way to phrase it <laughs> hey nines you down to kill that baby yeah bro. i'm down to kill that baby man i guess you know i didn't even think about that like yeah the fact so that she killed the baby yeah, you're both after the, the forest king, man. Yeah, so you're both after the same objective, which is makes it makes it weird. You know, I don't. I agree with you that that's definitely what it feels like because why else would an android go rogue off of the system unless they realize that there is something fucked with Yorha? So I don't know, Michael. Any any input? Hmm. It's an alien brain inside the baby <laughs> robot. God damn it. God damn it. You can't keep saying that. <laughs> he absolutely can and will. That's all he's going to do. He found so, his meme, he'll stick to it. Yeah. Okay. I actually... Is, yeah, sorry. Like, it's okay. I I have theories about, like, the grander overarching, like, okay. story to the game, but I have nothing for this baby i have no fucking <laughs> clue what's going on yeah i don't like, think we'll get too much answers for the baby but i think the rogue android we should be getting answers for oh yeah yeah oh, yeah for sure all right so before this next section here that we talk about which is kind of like from the beginning of the missile quest in flooded city area on um, i think we should talk about the side quests a little bit i think this is a good point because that the next section is kind of the cutoff point where a lot of the side quests become impossible to do either because you're doing other things or the game just takes them out of your actual um quest log so how did you guys you know how many side quests did you guys do generally because obviously you didn't all play the exact same way and were there any that like stood out to you i think the the quality of side quests in this game are like you know they go from like really strong and cool emotional twists that like flushes out the world to like chase this robot because he wants to be fast and fuck that side quest i hated it um so kind of, how, how did you guys feel? How'd you do? Like, how many of them did you do? Kind of, you know, 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm actually surprised with how many side quests I ended up doing because I feel like they all just kind of melded together at the end. I ended up looking at my quest log and I was like, oh, I've like done all the side quests. I'm kind of surprised with this. Not not saying that like all of them stick to, like stuck with me, to be honest. Um, you guys are all talking you, about how. Uh, did you do them all because you really enjoyed them or did you do them all because you kind of had like a completionist got to check these off a list mindset? I kind of felt that way. And I, and I also was getting the impression that if I didn't do these side quests now, uh, I wouldn't be able to do them later because I've, I've heard from you know many people this game had multiple endings. So I was like, well, I've only got one shot to do these, so I might as well get them done, you know. Um, but you guys are talking about how uh, there was all these points in the game where you really felt like you actually were getting into it, sort of. You felt attached and you felt like you were interested in the story. I'm actually surprised. I, I feel like a side quest was the main or the first thing that actually made me think like, OK, this game's got it's got something here. I'm kind of interested. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what side quest? You know, it, it's the side quest where you go into uh, what, the bunker. You go into the bunker and uh, you go into the hangar and you talk to the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you talk yeah. to the girl and she's like, "Hey, uh, did you happen to see my friend's black box down there? Like she she died in the the first battle, and I, I just want something of her because she was my best friend." So then you go on this quest. And you're searching for like some kind of remnant of her, and. Uh, First off, I was like, okay, that's cool. So these these androids do have some kind of feelings or, or attachment to other people. And then, I mean, I don't know. I was just interested in the story. Uh, so you actually end up having to go all the way back, entirely back through this huge factory, like back to where you first started. I thought back it was obnoxious, but I was like, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, back to the very beginning. And you find, uh, you find the android's body, and uh, you end up picking... Like, her black box, I guess, is destroyed beyond repair, so there's nothing there. But you end up picking her, rep- her weapon up. And uh, in her weapon are notes um, saying, like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a part of Yoha. Like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I can't be a part of this anymore. And something about that really just, like, resonated with me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, a robot just saying, like, freaking out, wanting to get out of this this crazy, messed up situation that it was in. Um, so, yeah, you pick up that sword and you end up taking it back to the girl in the bunker and uh, she reads the notes on the sword, and she's like, she almost immediately changes tone. She's like, oh, I always hated this chick. She was hard on me in training. Like, she was a deserter. I hate her so much. Like, I don't know. That that was really, yeah. and, and and right right when you actually start talking to her, like, the music changes. And something about, like, music changes in game really, they really get to me. I don't know. It's, like, one of the few things that can, like, actually get to me here. And I don't know. Overall, that side quest I thought was really interesting. How did you guys feel hmm. about it? That's interesting. I I only did up until the point where you collect her sword and not the point where you bring it back to the other to the operator who is asking about it because I just forgot to do that and then <laughs> the, you can't do that after a point. Yep. Um so I I never actually got that. I didn't know that she like changed her tune like that. That's really well, interesting. Well, actually, so you have yep. you have an option to yep. tell her the truth or not. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to talk about that, Duncan? No, I was just going to that's exactly what I was going to say. You said the yeah. option. What did you? What did you guys choose? I definitely chose not to tell her. I <laughs> oh, see, like, I told her. Yeah, which is why she changed her tone. Yeah, that's why I that's... told her too. What happened when you didn't tell her? She she just was like really happy and thankful and just like oh I'll cherish her memory sort of thing. Um, and I, that's why I was like yeah I'm lying but she's happy so huh. it seemed like 
the better choice. Not like not like that your choice was wrong. But <laughs> <seemed> <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> not that you made the bad wrong yeah. choice or anything, but but mine was definitely better. No, I like I I did the same thing Colby did, and this is actually my favorite one too. Um, but. I, I did really like that side quest, and I did not like going all the way to the beginning of the game because they just drew a huge circle around the entire area that was the beginning of the game, and they're like, I don't know, find it, and I get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it's supposed to do. But I was looking in like corners, in spaces, and I finally got to the very beginning, and I'm like, it can't be here, it cannot be here, and it was. But it was. There it is. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> That was oh, silky. That, oh, that was a voice. Damn. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I will Jesus, also point out here. that at that point, like, okay, you know how you had the heavy katana? I, yeah. I didn't know you could find that uh, until that side quest. <laughs> yeah. So I went for a very long time with only the fast attack katana, and I did not want to use the other heavy attacks one. So it yeah. Took but at me... the same point, I swung the heavy katana like three times, and I was like, "This is trash," and I put it away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it was like four hours before I realized you could just go back and get the sword. It's right there. It's not even that far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was what mine. Is, you know. What about you guys? Track back. So, I actually want to mention, because in there, Colby, you were talking about how you think it was it was really powerful because it was, you know, to your words, a robot feeling something, you know, an android showing emotion. And I think what's really interesting is that this game, um, especially, you get a lot of this with the contrast between, like, 2B and the Resistance androids. It almost kind of steps past that right um at least in run a there's not a whole lot of like okay well do androids have emotions right there's not a whole ton of that it's just like it presupposes that it's like yeah i mean look at this android who doesn't want to lose his you know what makes him him like obviously he has a sense of self and emotion um contrasting that to like yorha where they don't say like that they can't feel things they just say expressly that like oh emotions are forbidden from like the combat androids because it would get in the way and i think that's a really cool step for this game to take to be like okay we'll still deal with like the machines doing that but these androids like yeah they are emotional they get emotions like it doesn't spend a ton of time talking about that it just sort of melds it into the world in a way that i found interesting i guess yeah and that same note i do there's a lot of interesting um contrast between what they can and can't feel and why and everything like that and it's like it seems like even though these are androids with full ranges of emotions they still have some programming to them like where where 9s mm-hmm. is like i'm a scouter that's just how scouters are you're a fighter that's just how fighters are and um yeah. i think that you could even say that in the situation of that side quest there might have been some kind of pre packaged thing that makes you feel like oh this person's a traitor i hated them anyways i didn't even care about them even though like a couple hours ago i was all into them and it's a really interesting mystery i think the thing that was so different about that moment like picking up the uh, sword and reading her diary Mm -hmm. like how she wanted to run away um, was that it was so raw i feel like every emotion up to that was just like oh i like this oh i I prefer this i hate robots for sure but like (laughs) it it was nothing like (laughs) for sure man you know i was the first one hating. it wasn't it it was like 
like so real like without saying anything it wasn't any die it wasn't like voiced or anything like that you're just reading it it, it just felt raw and real to me and that's yeah. what i got to me there was even a description where she's just like oh i feel cold is this what is this what it's gonna be like to die you like yeah you saw yeah. that part there right yeah yeah that was that was pretty heavy yeah man the side quests in this game they like i said they vary because then you you get ones that just have that depth to them, and then you get ones that like don't. The Karate and... Master. <laughs> okay, okay. I love that guy though. That is such a fun quest. I forget. Ah, uh, what's his name? It's oh, good fuck. I can't remember. It was his really name. good, and you were telling me about it. Ah, oh, balls. I know, and it's gonna drive me insane because I can't remember it. Son of a bitch. Google. <laughs> Duncan. Good point. Do the thing. Well, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh, that man. one. Who the fuck is Father Cooper? Servo? That's his name. Father Servo. There it is. Yeah. Tom Servo. I had, uh, I had the hardest time jumping up to him because I didn't know that you had to go around to like the far back. I was trying to do it from the side, and I'm like, this is bullshit. This platforming <laughs> is dumb. I hate this game. I just want to get to yeah. the side quest. <laughs> so I um one of the side quests that I liked a little bit more that I made sure to tell um. Colby to do was a, a like a stamp collecting side quest which you do in the um, amusement park area and I won't go too much into detail because I don't remember 100% of the stamps but basically the idea is you just like walk around talking to people and they give you stamps on a card and you're trying to get 10 stamps and the reason I like it so much is because it triggers a cutscene um, that you get to see not like an actual cutscene but like a small scene where you walk back into um, you know the big castle and you go to this area where there's, you know, stage and a curtain on the play, and you get to watch the machine stage production of Romeo's and Juliet's, <laughs> which, in which they're, uh, you know, a machine walks in and it says, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou? Like, Romeo, and then, you know, another one comes on the other side and says, Juliet, Juliet, wherefore art thou, Juliet? And then, like, another Romeo comes in, and another Juliet, and another Romeo, and another Juliet. And then they talk about how there's a lot of Romeo's and Juliet's, and, like, the obvious solution is to, like, kill each other until there's only one and then they all start just vigorously murdering each other <laughs> yelling some of the great like great old almost shakespearean lines but not actually shakespearean lines <laughs> like, like old what English. you would expect to get from robots yeah, like, like fuck it's like, you <laughs> fuck it's you and pisseth off which is my favorite <laughs> there one. it is yeah <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And then they just fight each other until there's only one. I think it's one Romeo left. And then he kind of looks out at the crowd and talks, you know, a little bit. And then, like, spins around and kills himself. <laughs> and then uh, the, like, guy running the show walks up afterwards and he's like, um, I guess that concludes our show. So go ahead and come on up here for your stamps. And then you can talk to everybody in the audience. And the majority of them say things like, oh my God, I never knew I could feel this way. <laughs> that was a true masterpiece. And then you talk to one guy who's just like, I don't think I get it. That kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's not deep. It's not like, it, you know, it. I think it hints at like the idea of like a society trying to copy great works of art, but not understanding yeah. them. But also it's just fucking Funny. I think it also I hits. Loved it. I also think it hits on like, um, like them trying to imitate human, human things. Like they're all like attending this play, but they're all really bad at it. Because there's a lot of hits of like them trying to be humans in action. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of what like imitation of this sort of thing can look like without full understanding. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. yeah, and it's fucking great. 
Michael, you haven't talked about a side quest yet. Well, I'm going to talk about Father Servo then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Father Servo is this robot, and he's just standing up all like like Batman, you know. He's just like looking over the side of a building, and he's surveying the scenery. And you have to jump up all the way like around, and you have to do a little bit of platforming, which I don't particularly enjoy the platforming in this game, so that was kind of frustrating. But then you get up there, and you know, he says, oh, well, I have been mastering the arts, and I can teach you, you know, for a price. <laughs> and uh, you, you teach him, and then you can fight him a few times, and it's really interesting, because I didn't expect it, but the boundaries of the top of this building just like shoot up into like this energy barrier and you're in this cage match with father servo like trying to earn (laughs) your white belt (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like oh i'm just warming up as you're just mercilessly kicking the shit out of him because he is easy the first time and he's just like oh yeah that was just good sparring warm-up yeah next time i won't take it easy on you so time but it's just obvious that he fucking sucks and uh, I really liked that one because it was just, it was just uh, this kind of like fun little death match above with a good, guy clean, who... silly fun. Yeah. How many side quests did you do? Did you like like what kind of estimated percentage? Uh, ooh, see, I think I did like. I know I missed a few. I didn't finish Jackass's one where you couldn't like take oh, damage yeah. and beat everyone in under twenty seconds. Um, I think mm-hmm. I did about eighty percent because I had the completionist mindset, but I also didn't know. Yeah, there would be a cutoff at some point, and I couldn't go back. <laughs> so that was a little bit frustrating. But I mean, did you guys have the completion of this mindset, like Alex and Duncan? Or what? oh, whoa! Don't put me into that bin. Oh, I'm throwing you on it, and Alex. I did not. I did oh. not have the completionist mindset. I only finished like maybe fifty to sixty percent of the side quests. Oh, okay. Wow, look at this guy yeah. over here. Yeah, we're, we're cool. Doesn't even want to fucking play the game. Didn't even do the stamps. Oh, you yelling at me, finish the game so we can record the podcast. Yeah. And then you're over there not doing any of the side quests. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Duncan just skirting by bare I just, minimum. I just, okay, the reason I really didn't play that many is because I wanted to do them all when I had all the map unlocked so I could just wipe them out all in the desert, wipe them out in the forest, and just be done with it that way. And, like, get all that cool shit before the boss. Because I was so intrigued by the main story that I just didn't really give a shit about the side quests. Yeah, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. But I did go ahead and do them. I mean, not that I really got anything a lot from from most of them. uh, So you took my favorite... I felt the same way, but, you know, I did it. I did it. You took my favorite side quest, Colby, but I will say (laughs) that I like this side quest not because of the quest, but the reward. Can anyone guess? Ribbon. It is the scientist one. It's the ribbon. I knew it. It's the cute bow. I love wearing that cute bow in the serious cutscenes. <laughs> there's a des- there's this there's this scared robot in the desert, uh, who is trying to find a part for her sister, and she's really annoying, and everyone like acknowledges that she's annoying and uh she's asking to be like like, where do babies come from? And <laughs> 2B's like, 9S, you want to take care of this? He's like, ah, I don't know. And which I really wanted to know where robot babies come from. I thought I was going to get a big reveal plot point, but no dice. That would have um, been nice. <laughs> uh, but then you return her to the village 
And, well, you returned her to a part where she knows how to get back to the village, which, thank God, because from that side of the desert to the village is a fucking trek. So um, you go back, and then she gives you a pink and blue bow, which I equipped it immediately. <laughs> now, you get the blue bow from finishing the escort, and then you get the red ribbon from... Red oh, bow. that's right. No, pink. Yeah. From talking to her at the that's uh, at Pascal's village. Yep, you're right. You're right. So, yeah, yeah. It, it was. it was just... I just like the ribbon. There's a couple. Cute I liked it too. In this game. Yeah, I put it on for a I second and I was like, "This feels wear. weird." And I took. <laughs> yeah, it off. That, I did the same thing. I was like, "Haha, that's funny." I better take this off before I have to look at it for too much. <laughs> no, I, wore, I wore it during the whole game, and it's hilarious to see during the like the final cutscenes. Oh god! Jeez! Oh, <laughs> like she's wearing it at the very at last part, and it's amazing. Yeah. God damn. There is one other quick side quest. It's the one with the scientist where you just have to give him a shit ton of money. Did either of you, any oh, of you guys do that? Yeah, I did not. I gave him a little bit of cash, and then he gave me absolute shit. Yeah. I give him, like, a well, middle tier. You have to give him, like, 200 grand, I think. And I ended up doing it, because I wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And it turns out he, he ends up building this rocket ship to go to the moon. But he misses, and he ends up on <laughs> Mars. <laughs> what? That is the dialogue that you get. But he's so disappointed. He's like, alas, I'm such a failure. I only landed on Mars instead. Jeez, dude. Oh, man. That's I did not realize you get anything from that. I gave him like 10, 10K, and I was like, okay, that's enough. No, yeah. I mean, you... I don't know if you get anything good, but he fucking shoots a rocket to mars it's fucking amazing yeah and then in the skyline behind it there's this giant tower that he built that's in it for the rest of the game which is also kind of cool yeah and then i think the other little reward is you can buy an alien mask for like five five k and then you can just wear this like it looks like a fucking dick it really does it looks so stupid when you wear it (laughs) (laughs) it's the ugliest thing and you just put it on her head and it's just well you can be an alien now that's what you get. Yeah. Okay. All right. Any more side quests? Nope. Okay. I think we nope. should move nope. on. That silence this means This doesn't no. look like All a right. dick. It does. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Wait, what does your dick poll. look like? <laughs> I need a quick Don't poll. send me a picture. I actually don't want to know. Quick poll. Let's take a look. Man, that's uh, a dick right there. 10 out of 10. Perfect that dick. Look, that's a zoomed bad. in. That's, no, that's a bad picture of it. When you zoomed out, there's like, you'll see. <laughs> all right don't don't google near automata dick just don't do it <laughs> hold okay on, hold on that'll ruin your day no 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 <laughs> oh no oh that's funny someone, someone edited uh the the ken doll adam with the penis that's funny oh okay well okay all right, all right. well stop let's, stop let's, this is not google. going anywhere good <laughs> like we we should move on to this missile quest yeah okay yeah so this this next main quest kind of begins what at least for me i consider the final act of the first run because it all just flows into itself there's not like there are clean breaking points in that there are different things that happen but it was kind of where everything just it just was one like final sweeping movement sort of thing i think Personally, I don't know if you guys felt that same way. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like from here to the end was one big, just like mainline story quest mission, and I thought it was good. Um, yeah, yeah. You want me to get into it here? 
Yeah, go for it. Explain to us what happens in this this first thing. Walk us through it. Okay, sure. So, uh, yeah, we left off the Forest Kingdom. Um, and then after... <laughs> we last left it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, you know, the, the other android runs away and whatever. And then you go back to um, the Resistance and they ask you, Hey, we got this missile uh, over here and there looks to be some machines around there. Can you go defend this from the machines? So, sure. So you go, uh, actually go through more tunnels. Really long tunnels, too. I was like, where am I going? It took forever. Um, you come out uh, on this other side, and it's another huge portion of the city. It's called the Flooded City, you know, so it's all underwater, and everything's kind of destroyed even more so than the other side of the city. And uh, you get to the missile, you start defending the missile, and then, you know, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens here. Um, don't don't they just say we see a huge sign of machines, like, gathering? And then you get in the suits. Motherfucker, you can't volunteer you want me to get into this and then be like, well, I don't really we remember who was prepared. <laughs> I'm just saying the first the first part there. Well, like, you they say there's a you, contract. They, uh, you you defend it because they see it's like sense yeah. a big machine life form. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. they want to so launch then you get the, That's a bit of an oxymoron. Yeah, you're defending like a carrier. Like there's you defend it on the shore and then there's like a carrier being attacked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We're all helping each other out here. Come on, <laughs> it's a community effort. I get it. I get it. Okay, so yeah, and then uh, so yeah, we see a huge machine life form, and they send down the uh, the flying mechs that you get into, and you get in the mechs, and you go on this uh, really awesome part. I thought this part of the game was actually really cool. It was another part of the game where I really felt, I really felt like this part shines, um, kind of like the first part. Um, so yeah, you get the big mechs, and you're flying around, you're taking out robots, and you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then from under the ocean, a massive, huge, like, I don't even know how to explain it. It is the biggest thing and you've ugliest. ever seen in this game. Biggest it's and like ugly. It's a giant fucking fish monster machine. Thing. Yeah, fish, it's like, awesome. Like, it's like the first thing that transitioned from ocean to land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, and it just gets up on its hind legs and stares you down, basically, and commence the boss battle. <laughs> um... Yeah, but yeah, this, and this I mean it's a huge multi-stage boss battle. It's the thing is slowly lumbering its way towards the shore and and you know Yorha command kind of chimes in and tells you like, "Oh, it's got, you know, EMP shielding, but also if it makes it to the shore, it's going to release a giant EMP blast that will basically kill all of the androids and machines in like an enormous area around it." Yeah, I do like the little bit of lore you get in mid-fight where it's like, "Last time this was seen was 300 something years ago where it wiped out everybody on like shore for a long time." Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. And yeah, uh, it was like a they completely lost control of it the machines did so eventually it just like went into the ocean and they're like oh yay we submerged it it's fine it's done but nope. it, was, it was clawing its way back up <laughs> time. <laughs> just biding its time yeah so like none of your normal attacks from uh the bunker work on this thing so uh 9s gets a plan and runs off and of course immediately yorha's like 9s is deserting like forget about him blah 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 and actually, 2B sticks up for him here, which I thought was kind of nice. And was like, no, he's got a plan. He's character going off. development. Yeah, character <laughs> development. Very 2B nice. Likes 9S a little bit. <laughs> Finally happened. Yeah, and then you're fighting this thing. You're shooting uh, its EMP generators off, right? That's what they're called, yep. EMP generators? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. You're shooting those off, and then uh, 9S comes in with actual missiles. Actual missiles, and you shoot this thing right in its, right in its gobsmack. <laughs> right, and it's you, Vila. Gobsmack, isn't that a band? <laughs> Gobsmack. <laughs> no, but I thought I thought this whole part was cool, much like the beginning. Like, do you guys feel the same way? 
Yeah, it was a. I thought it was a really, really interesting part. You know, this the guys of this mission just like, oh, go defend this missile thing from a couple of machines was the point where I was like, man, I don't want to do another lame mission. I just want to get more cool story shit. Like, we just saw A2 kill a baby. Like, hell yeah, let's get back into Say this. Say no and more, then... fam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. They heard you. And then, like, <laughs> it's definitely my favorite it, Star it... Fox. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> okay. God fucking <laughs> Moving on. This fight's really cool. Uh, it, like, undeniable, this was a pretty awesome epic moment. But uh, at the end of this fight, uh, the robot lets off a huge explosion, basically. You're fighting it, you destroy it, it lets off a huge explosion. And uh, basically, everybody blacks out and uh, goes flying, right? Um, so, uh, cut to. To be waking up on the shore, like, oh, what's going on here? You know, like, how long have I been out? Uh, Yorha contacts you immediately and says, hey, you've been out for a week. And, like, we don't know. We didn't know you were alive. And everybody else is kind of dead, too, at this point. Um, and, of course, you being 2B and you kind of showing more affection to 9S at this point. You're like, hey, where's 9S? And uh, then commence the rest of the party where you end up searching for 9S. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the big the big hook after this fight yeah. is, like, this is what drove me, kind of, to the next section was you wake up and, like, this is the first point in the entire game since the first 20 minutes where 9S is just not there. And you have no idea where he is, you have no idea if he's alive, like, you can't locate his black box signal, like, he's just gone. And it was more jarring than I expected it to yeah. be. Have yep. him gone and just be like, "This feels weird and wrong, and I don't." I like totally it. agree. I had gotten very accustomed to that little guy. I liked him. What a boy! Yeah, I didn't even realize I liked him till this point. Yeah. And I was like, "Where's my boy? <laughs> Where's my boy? Where's my boy? Where's I, was literally, boys? I was literally like, Where I don't want to do any more side quests because, like, I if I miss some like nine S banter, I'm gonna be I'm gonna feel sad about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I wanted to find him. It was it was actually pretty good. Um, so yeah, so after after uh, after that, you end up and going to uh, back to the Rhone City, um, back to the Resistance camp, and they give you a tracker. Uh, basically, you go get the tracker, and you come right back. You're looking for Nines all over the place, and uh, you end up going back underground. And uh, from this point, I'm gonna go ahead and let be like take it away. Oh, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, so you get you get the scanner for Nines, and you're like running around. And you go underground, and it's the same direction that you go initially to get to the alien bunker, but now there's like this side passing that's opened up to the right instead of the left. So you go in, Did and you guys then you pass it up, by the way. Oh, I passed it up, definitely. Oh, yeah. I, passed oh, yeah. up. I passed it a couple of times, yep. man. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "You're going in the wrong direction." I was like, "What? What the okay. fuck? Like, this is the only fucking way to go." Is this the map being bad? I guess we've been here before. I actually looked around forever because I was so confused. I did not realize you had to go underground. I was looking for him on the surface. Yeah. It, I, I didn't like that part as much, but but we found it eventually, and we get there, and you go down this, like, mineshaft elevator, and then it takes, like, a few, it, t- it takes, like, what, like, 15, 20 seconds? It's a long way down, is the point. Yeah. yeah. And what happened next... It's a good loading screen. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, you open up the doors, and... Then it's just this immense, white, immaculate, cubist city with a skyline that doesn't end. And I, at this point, I actually texted Alex, and I screamed, I, like, I took a picture with my phone, and I said, What the actual fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the That's, shit? Yeah. I had, this was my favorite area to, like, be introduced to in the whole game. Hands down. 
absolutely. It was all black and white. It's just this these cubes that are kind of like floating around. It's just this like it's like an old it's like it's like New Orleans kind of kind of feel to it, like with the building style. But it's all like clean and white. And you go and you find Nine uh, S is essentially crucified with Adam saying, "Yeah, hey, got you, boy. You want to back? You gotta fight me. I'm a bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, running up to it, I thought was pretty cool too because you saw all these other android bodies, you know, kind of strewn about, and uh, your little robot buddy is like, "These look like these bodies were placed here, like it was staged." I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and like the tension going up to it, right? Like I had just talked about how it felt wrong to not have Nine S with you, and you just go into this place that makes no sense and it's creepy as fuck and all of a sudden you're in Kingdom Hearts and it's God, <laughs> you're right. that, that's exactly how I felt. I did not steal that from you I said that to my brother when I initially played through that's it was true. like alright we need some Kingdom Hearts bullshit yeah, no, that's exactly right actually um, that's very apt but like yeah. there's just such a tension going through and seeing like oh man there's like there's just bodies on the ground like there's dead androids everywhere what the fuck where's my boy what did you do to 9s yeah and like and it actually the like, reveal of him being like just stabbed into the wall with a bunch of different blades is like oh my fucking god you're going to die harder than i've ever killed anything <laughs> in the entire game yeah yeah so you go through this big stupid fight with adam and he's like reflecting your bullets and he's like ah, throwing cubes at you and shit and eventually you kill him um actually does anything super interesting happen in the fight there's like a couple stages in the, the yeah so yeah there are a couple stages but the interesting thing is that like you know he talks about how he created this entire city out of carbon and he was just trying to like imitate human life even more and like the interesting thing that happens there when you're fighting him is he disconnects himself from the network that the rest of the machines are on so that like his consciousness is no longer uploaded so that if you kill him, he will actually be dead and talks about how like he wants to the fear of death because that's the most human thing he can imagine. And there's just a lot of just like trying to be human and trying to understand. And yeah, well, that's about it. You the conclusion him? he comes to is humans fight. So I must fight basically. Yep. Yeah. So you murk his ass. Murder the fuck out yeah. of him. Stab him right through his gullet. You save your twink, and Wait, not you're done. And that's... Uh, his abdomen. That's so it. what happens to 9S? Well, how about you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you basically, like, find out that he's not dead and send him away to get repaired. Oh, okay. yeah, he just goes up okay. to the bunker for a while. Alright, I don't I didn't remember that. <laughs> um That's all good. You asked the question as a joke, but actually you were just looking for the answer so you didn't sound dumb. Yep. I get it. I've been there. <laughs> wow. I've done the, end- before. the ending is very dense. There's a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. There's a ton it. that happens in this next like so or the it like hour and a half here at the end. So I'll take the reins even though I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about clearly. <laughs> you, <laughs> you go back to what please do us oh okay yeah duncan's yeah. like running at the end of his spark notes over here he's like oh they didn't talk about this in the spark no- i don't know <laughs> so you uh god i wish there's spark notes for games you um go back to the bunker <laughs> holy shit holy shit thousand dollar business idea we just fucking got it we figured it out i'm cutting that out i'm cutting that section out <laughs> yeah definitely not cutting out because it's bad <laughs> No, no, no. Um, definitely just the spark notes. You you get back to the bu- the uh, the uh, resistance camp, and you get a message from Pascal who's requesting that 
you come back to the um, abandoned factory because there are some new robots who want to join the peaceful side and uh, you know she wanted to check it out with you and have you around because hey you know i don't want to get fucking killed out there you're a good bodyguard pretty much (laughs) uh so you go to the abandoned factory entrance and there are all of these you know the robots that you've seen before except they're wearing like different garbs with um kind of like a like a sun on it i think and uh there's a whole ton of them all circled around this area and they're holding torches they're holding torches yep and pretty much what happens is they say that they want to die because they will become gods and the famous line comes that you will we will die and become as gods and they chant that and just circle around you and pascal and they want you to die as well so i'm assuming you can become as god as well um (laughs) robot android we all become as god and a fight initiates and you take out just hordes and hordes of them and there's just too many and you gotta get the fuck out of there um so you and pascal get out as fast as you can and you're pretty much running through a different part of the abandoned factory that you've seen before. Um, so same setting, different level. And um, there are all of these other cultists that are just screaming to become as gods. There's just a lot of disturbing lines there. Like there is a suicidal bomber robot that runs towards you and just goes, God, 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 and then blows up in your face. <laughs> Which is yeah. one of my favorites, and um, <laughs> and you uh, you keep going through, and eventually you make it to um, you make it to an area that you've seen before, and it's like a huge cylinder where it kind of looks like the factory they've all been created, and they're all like laughing kind of and throwing themselves into lava. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. just yep. they're just killing themselves left and right. And uh, you manage to escape out of there, and you're both like, "What the actual fuck?" I guess they're not. They're all peaceful. drinking the Kool Aid. They're all drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> and yeah, what I think it's super important that we we discuss the scene because this was my absolute favorite one. I would agree with that. I think oh, it it's was... Uh, it was so shocking, like. It was really intense. They're just saying there were several points where you like enter these rooms and then there are robots who like didn't drink the Kool-Aid and they're just saying things like, oh, it shouldn't have been like this. And then like one's like huddled with another one and they're saying, I don't want to die. And I'm like, oh my God, this is very heavy. Yeah, this was like the point where there's no point of return saying that robots don't feel anything like or like, you know, like (laughs) this is really like I know we've had a lot of evidence before. But this is the final nail in the coffin that, like, there's some true fuckery going on here. Um, there's something there. Yeah. I, I I definitely agree, though. I was completely enamored with this scene. Um, I think some of the elements of it where you're, like, running along conveyor belts and there's giant things that squish you if you touch, oh, yeah. like, get underneath them. Um, that I mean, I died a couple of times here and, like, got frustrated with it. But the just the atmosphere of this scene and, like, the... 
complete like zealous nature with which some of the machines just decide that they you know their life is not worth anything and they want to become a god it's like it's such a almost like wide-handed scathing critique critique of religion um in some ways and also just like a very powerful moment like showing the difference between like individual machines even though they're all like they all look exactly the same, but they have such very, very different reactions to this. And there's, like you said, there's the ones that drank the Kool-Aid and the ones that didn't drink the Kool-Aid. And, like, going into a room like that, expecting to just murder everything and seeing people cower in the corner and question why, like, this, you know, religion that they devoted themselves to has essentially, like, been revealed to be something it yeah. isn't was such a, I mean, you know, not to be too on the nose, but it was such a human moment in there. And I, I fucking loved it so yeah. much. Yeah. Some of the imagery was like incredible in it because as soon as you walk in, it's like they're all wielding these torches and the lighting is fantastic and dark and eerie. And as soon as I saw the torches, I'm like, oh, these are not good. Right. <laughs> that is not going to go well. But then like there's a scene where you get into this cylindrical room and there are these cells uh, like inset into the walls. And then there's just all these robots there's two robots per cell and one is just like stabbing another one and there are yeah. sparks flying and it's dark and they're just actually killing each other. And then you've got this top down view of some of them saying like, I don't want to die. And then well, we must be strong. We must become as gods. And then they all just start jumping into the lava. Right. And like, there are just some of these scenes, like it's so hard to describe because it's like it's physically surreal. dark and you have this lighting that just kind of bounces off the walls it's a lot of fire and a lot of like sparks and a lot of like kind of like this primal uh like scary shit so and if there wasn't enough like theming going on of all of that you have the soundtrack in the back which is naturally intense but every 15 seconds they throw a become as do, 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 gods and like <laughs> it's fucking great like even listening back to it it adds an element of me remember because I love listening back to to game soundtracks and like just adding oh, yeah. that that um that voice clip in there just gives me double reminders of what it what it felt like to be in that zone. So yeah, honestly, at the end, I started like rushing through it because I was like, I'm so uneasy here. Like, yeah. I just need to get out of this <laughs> yeah. like whole area. Yeah. So so that was become as gods. Uh. And then <laughs> you escape that place, and you get another call from Yorha, or no, the um, one this of the one's two. One's a nemesis. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. calls you. Yeah, that, that yeah, you have she to calls go back. because yeah, this is like the machines are attacking their like the resistance camp. Um, and this part, this part made me super like like Holy had said, very uneasy because you go back and like you're making your way towards the resistance camp, and like fast travel is disabled for this portion of it. I think so. You have to actually like run there. Um, and it's all kind of, like, dark, and the robots that you run into are, like, a little bit stronger, and you get there, and a cutscene plays of, like, all these machines essentially just attacking, and, like, they're not, they don't look like the normal machines, and they're literally, like, tackling these androids and fucking eating them. Yeah, they have these and jagged, like, so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, they have, like, jagged teeth, and their mouths are, like, red, oh. and, oh. Yeah, cannibal robot. <laughs> it was totally insane. And again, cool. another point in the story where I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on? Why doesn't anything make sense? I love it. Yeah, this shit hit the fan here, for real. 
Yeah, rightfully so. I mean, you know, we're 20 minutes from the end of the game. But it, it was, you know, you clean it up and, you know, Anemone thanks you and not all the androids are dead. Um, you know, she tells you and uh, essentially you then have to go outside because, you know, you got to leave the camp to go to the final boss fight because pretenses um, 9S rejoins you, kind of comes down from the sky. Um, and then you run in there and cue the final boss fight with Eve. Um who has kind of lost his fucking mind because you killed his brother and that was the only thing that he cared about, um, as he lets you know quite a bit. And this boss fight was kind of all over the place in terms of what was actually happening, because um, you fight like a giant flying snake thing made of a bunch of robots, which was interesting and also very confusing yeah. just about what the fuck was going on in this boss yeah, fight. Yeah. So I but again you like you go over there and you fight it kind of in front of the gate to Pascal's village um and you know breaking down you fight Eve in this night like robot snake thing and then eventually you fight him kind of one on one. There's a stage where he lifts a bunch of platforms into the sky and starts throwing things at you as you try and jump towards him. <laughs> I know there are some maybe mixed feelings about that particular. No, there's only on one feeling podcast. about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's <bad>. pure hate. <laughs> I mean No, there's mixed feelings because I thought it was very cool and had no trouble. Yeah, well it. clearly your opinion doesn't matter in this case. <laughs> Colby. And much like the opposite here, I mean I finish this guy off and like uh two tries two tries i died once because i wasn't sure what to do but uh wow. i thought it was cool and i liked it huh. i had a big, right. the only I, time i died was at the very end when you uh lose your like when you're walking slowly and you have to shoot him oh uh, that's that's frustrating yeah, it starts like disabling fun yeah, that's it's actually fairly hard yeah i just had a hard time with the platforms but, but yeah the, no one wants to hear about my my bad gameplay good then i'll do it <laughs> no one wants to hear about the fact sucked. the platforms are hard <laughs> i hated it you hated I, the platforms? Yes, I hated yeah, the platforms. Me too. Me too. Platform... It was such a short part of the fight, though. It didn't really get to me. I don't know. No, I actually had such trouble with it that Duncan texted me at some point and said, yeah, if you just stay on the ground, he'll come down eventually. And I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. Yep. And then that's I just stood there. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble with it. I don't, I, like I don't the platforms. know. I never struggled with it. Crazy. Much. Either way, the fight was good. I mean, uh, it was definitely cool. Very climactic. And uh, I don't know. Duncan, or, uh, Hinton, you explained the very ending because... Yeah, so I, you know, it it all kind of gets mixed together because it happens very quickly, you know, of him sort of starting to lose his mind, and he's got, like, half of his body and face is just totally black, and eventually that, like, takes over his entire body, um, which is weird, uh, but kind of, I thought it was a pretty cool look, I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, and then, you know, again, he starts, like, slowly disabling functions, and then you just basically have to defend 9s while 9s hacks into him to like shut him down because he's a scouter model and that's what he does uh, and eventually you, he succeeds and you you know kill eve you stab him through the same way you did adam um and you go over to like where 9s is to check on him and he kind of like says that he messed up and maybe got a bit too aggressive there and like opens his eyes and they're glowing red uh, and he mentions that he got infected with the virus when he was hacking eve um which, you know, then tells you, all right, well, you know, there's only one thing to do. Like, I'm too far gone. You have to kill me. Um, and then you get what I found to be a mildly emotional scene at this yeah. point. I don't know, like, how you felt coming off of it where 2B literally strangles 9S to death while, like, crying on top of him. Like, saying that she doesn't want to kill him because he'll have to be, you know... And he's like, oh, it's fine, I'll be back. And she, you know, makes a point about, like, yeah, but the you that exists at this very moment is going to be gone. Like, that'll never come back. 
Um, and then she strangles him to death and then cries over his body. And then he comes back to life as like one of the robots. All of you know, the they all start like looking around. All of, all of the robots. Yeah. Um, and then he like comes back and talks about how he's doing this really interesting thing and like seeing the network from the inside. Uh, and he really wants to document it and to be just sort of like, you know, he lifts her up in his hand and she just sort of like hugs him. And it's, you know, it's a really nice touching moment. And then, you know, she delivers a short little monologue, uh, and then we get credits. And also, she's been wearing a fucking blind... They've both been wearing, like, eye blinders this whole time, and she takes those off. Man. Well, they they come off mid-fight, yeah. I think, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Mm. Whoops. Uh, she got... <laughs> I really thought you were going to say, and also, she's wearing this weird pink ribbon. It's <laughs> <laughs> really kind of place. And she's got, she's got nice blue eyes. She does? She's yeah. got a nice eyes. <laughs> You know, Sorry, I will. <laughs> it's insane. Did you get an achievement there, Colby? Cool She's got nice eyes. <laughs> you know, here's what I'll say about the final moment there, where Two B is strangling Nine S. Uh, I didn't feel it at all. I didn't, I felt like it was totally out of place. I, I mean, completely agree. Nine really? S was not, or Two B was not feeling. He, she didn't feel anything towards not, like very little. Okay, she did not show there any emotion. of it. She calls him Nines at one yeah. point, and then he's like, "Wait, what did you say?" And she's like, "Nine uh, S, Nine S." But it was just like you know, so out of character. She didn't have any emotion at all for the like rest of it. Why is she literally bawling right here, right now? Well, I think after Nine like, S disappeared, like there was like like half an hour as opposed to the eight hours of her just being a two-dimensional bitch um <laughs> and then there was like half an hour where she's like warming up to him and then you get the end and she cries over strangling him so i mean it just kind of ramped up too quick for me i don't think there was enough character development yeah. It, yeah. in my I feel the same way yeah and also i mean maybe i just wasn't feeling it at the end but it just seemed like a bit too dramatic just like the sword in his head or whatever i don't know like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. Just watch the life drain the from his eyes for a minute, or put a bullet through his eyes. She didn't have them. She had the pod. No, she didn't. Did she? What? How did she? No, I, no. The then? pod at the end got destroyed. Yeah. Oh, I missed he that. Like, okay, my yeah. bad. Yeah, that was yeah. the only. Op- uh, that's why I was so emotional. Because like, that's the only way to to kill him. I mean, it just wasn't emotional for me. She's got boots, don't she? Like. Jesus, dude. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Curve stomp 9S. There it um, is. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I can agree with that. I found it emotional in the moment, um, but definitely the way that the scene portrayed it, I didn't feel the amount of emotion they had expected me to feel. You could definitely tell that they were like, let's lay it on heavy. And I was like, okay, I feel it, but I don't feel it as much as you want me to feel it. Um but I, I still thought it was a good scene. I thought the monologue at the end I didn't like because she talks about how, like, maybe machines and androids, like, what's the difference between us? Maybe it's not that much. And I was like, okay, this is really ham-fisted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're done here. It all came out of nowhere. I was just like, okay. Yeah, well, I didn't really, really like really has feelings for Ines. Now she has feelings for machines. Like, okay. I, I think I think a lot of the emotion from the end scene for me just came from what I made up in my head, I guess. Like I, I ship them. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that classic, like you know, that feeling <laughs> of just like you want them to be a thing, and this like genuinely stops them from being that thing. So I guess the actual like character interactions were out of place, as you guys said. But I felt the emotion rather than believing that nine S was feeling the or two B was feeling the emotion. You know. 
Yeah, I think the other thing for me was, you know, to be makes a big point of like, yes, but you'll lose you, yeah. the you that exists like that. at this very moment. And like, I get that, that's powerful, but also I was like, yeah, but I mean, 9S will still be able to come back. He just won't like be the same okay. one that you're talking to. Okay, right yeah, now. it was just like. He'll be the one from like three hours no, ago. I was going to say, like, <laughs> what? How much did he grow as a person? How much did you guys really connect in half an hour since he came know. back? You I don't know. know. I, I think, Alex, real question here, or everybody real question here. You know, you're <laughs> oh, in love, you, you know, you you have feelings for someone, and you... No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have feelings. I haven't felt this in a long time. I'm shutting that down right now. I do not feel that way about a single person. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have feelings for someone, and You've been spending, like, a lot of time with them, and then they die. They're like, it's okay, though. I'll come back, but I'll only come back as the person that you knew me, like, a month ago. But you've only known them for that amount of time. So it's just, like, resetting that from the beginning. You don't think you'd feel any emotion at all about that? Well, I mean, Bill Murray had to go through it in Groundhog Day. No. No, I'm trying to have a serious question uh, here. Good uh, I'm sorry. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> no, I know, but like, if that's the entire time you knew them, that would suck. That would actually just be fu- like you have to go through it again. I mean, I yeah. do it if you care about the person. You know, you, you just have to. I mean, go through the steps it. again, like in I'm Fifty sure First Dates. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just how it seems Stop to be. comparing Nier Automata to Bad Rock. <laughs> you take that back, Adam. Groundhog Day is not yeah. bad. Groundhog's Day was yeah. good. Groundhog's Day was good. Fifty First States is actually a very <laughs> yes, bad Yes, I one. agree. Uh, but but I, think, I, think it's, I think it's a super powerful thought to be like, I've been establishing this relationship with this person, and even though it's the exact, exact clone of that person from a month ago, it's still not that person because your thoughts and choices and like feelings and fluctuate depending on what the scenario is and what you've been through together because half of what a relationship in my opinion is is what you're experiencing together and i think if you just make a perfect clone of the person a month ago they don't share the same experiences with you i agree with all that it just wasn't framed that well in the game yeah yeah like, you're that's, right that's so so much like afterthought like i don't know min like in in the moment it just did not get me like that yeah yeah so in the moment it didn't but i i do like I think this is definitely scenes in this game get better the longer that you think about them. And I think Duncan brings up a really good point that, again, I I agree with. It, but like you said, I didn't feel that until like, you know, about a week after I'd seen that yeah. scene. Because I took a break from playing. And I was like, you know what? That was actually pretty powerful. But it definitely did not strike me in the moment, like Colby said. Okay. That's a good point. Very, very, yeah, that's very, a good point. Duncan. Very thoughtful. You took us all to task for a second there, and I really appreciate yeah, ten it. Ten points to Duncan Door. Too bad no one got to this point. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. <laughs> you are a saint. God bless you. Um, yeah, so just, you know, that was the entirety of, of Route A. Which, that was a long one. We are well past our mark for how long we wanted discussion of Route A to last. Um, but I do still think it's important to talk just a little bit more. Just a little bit just more. A little. Um, just a smidgen. Because I want to kind of, I want to get a, a, you know, a, a gauge on you guys from how you <laughs> feel like, 
how did you like specifically not just to be or Ninus, um, but like them as a combo in their relationship? Right. Like, you, we talked a little bit about how it really came, like it came to be a lot more in that last like thirty minutes of the game. But overall, throughout the entirety of it, how did you feel? Like, did you buy their kind of like relationship or friendship? Did you like? To be a 9S. Did you feel emotionally attached to be at a all? 9S? I didn't I thought it was a cute friendship, but I didn't expect them to be all lovey dovey at the very end. Pascal was pretty cool, but I don't know. I think Adam and Eve are super interesting characters because they strive to be human and there's a lot of cool mystery about them. And god damn it, if we don't explore that in the next ending or next run through, I'm gonna be truly triggered. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn Colby. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Damn. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Uh, yeah, I liked uh, 2B9S's relationship. I think it was real, you know, as real as two people forced together can be. Um, I feel like there's a lot more that can happen there. And obviously, we're still early in the game. So I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see where it'll, where it'll go, you know. Um, Pascal's probably my favorite character right now. I don't know. Just. Some reason the most hell yeah love for Pascal. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Pascal's I, fucking Pascal's awesome. cool. Yeah. I like that character. Why? Um, oh, I, I don't know. Just like a nice robot, just wants to live its life. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> that is the lamest I mean, thing I've just ever. Just like all of us. <laughs> just come like on. all. If that robot... Pascal's cool. Pascal's like you know it's it like Colby said. Pascal's like this chill robot that like understands kind of what's going on and like recognizes like oh hey we're all like different and disconnected from the network but i just want to like foster this pacifist community of like peace and it's so out of place in what the world actually is and i i just love and respect the like idealistic nature that pascal espouses yeah, yeah. pascal is just like yo if i can just come home have a place to lay my robot head <laughs> good to go have a beer <laughs> and I, I feel that i feel that yeah very human yeah very human and then i and then i like the uh, antagonist as well they're, they're, they're both really cool uh but they're dead now so you know i love the yeah, Ken so <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay um i'll go okay so to be a 9s i actually really like the relationship it's kind of like a good cop bad cop i think 9s was a really good compliment to to be um and like i don't like to be very much the beginning but you know she kind of grew on me because again like 9s like dragged the personality out a little bit she was just like she was like uh like way too professional at the job it's just like come on girl lighten up um <laughs> come on girl <laughs> <laughs> pascal i don't have a whole lot of thoughts about i yeah, like the whole village um y'all fucking crazy uh, y'all fucking crazy that... off your rocker colby gives it y'all fucking i'll fight you <laughs> i think pascal's a village was great. I yeah. love the like the white flags. I love the feel of everything, um, and I love the pacifist thing because that's the first time you see like, hey, robots with green eyes. Oh, they can be good. Ooh, neat. Um, <laughs> Emil, I have no opinion on because he is just like a point of chaos in this universe. And um, Adam and Eve, I think, were really interesting as well because it seemed like Adam was like the main. Uh, antagonist, and he actually had, like, goals and shit. He was like, I want to experience death or whatever, and yeah. I'm going to turn all these robots evil and stuff. And then Eve's just like, here's my brother, I'll just follow him around. He's like the 9S, yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's a, that's a super, super, like, reduction of his character, I think. Well, like, oh, I'll just follow my brother. No, like, no, no. Again, so, it, that is his character? I think that's fair. Okay. But, like, I definitely under, I mean, I understand is maybe a strong word because they're, you know, crazy machine people, but 
I like that idealization of like an older brother and like the feeling of, oh yeah, like everything they do, like I just want to be a part of that. Like I just want to do that better. Like I think they capture that relationship very, very yeah. well in his character of like looking up to him to the point that like, well, obviously that's like that is the epitome of like, you know, I, I, epitome of like machine life in this case. I don't really know, but like they, they capture that idealization that you have as like a young, ignorant younger brother. I think very yeah, well. and that's totally fair. And then when his brother dies, uh, he totally loses his shit. And I, I'm interested to see if there's more on this relationship in the end. Yeah, and it's uh, definitely my most like m- top like thing I want to see yeah. in the next round. So Alex, I got a quick question for you. So. Yeah, I, I want you to choose between two B or nine S, and which one you like better. Actually, let me ref- let me rephrase this: two uh, B or not two B. That is the question. <laughs> okay, is that the whole buildup? That was the like, whole buildup. Quick that, sidebar. Yeah, that, that was everything sidebar. I ever wanted. I'm done with this podcast now. Goodbye, Michael. Michael, when we were talking earlier, and you said, "Oh yeah, I that have was a it. joke. I have a joke that I really want to tell in the podcast, but I'm not going to tell you." Was that it? <laughs> That was it. I'm that's sorry. A, that's, <laughs> oh, fucking I God. really like it. <laughs> that was I really good. like it. That was good. Thanks, I buddy. It. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're the fucking worst. <laughs> you leave that in the podcast, goddammit. I will. I won't cut it out, but I am going to edit in 15 seconds of dead silence. Make <laughs> 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 even that much worse. <laughs> oh, okay, fuck. that's it for me. So we've been going for a long time. So there were some other things that I wanted to talk about. Um, but I think the main thing that I want to get is I want to get a feel for where you guys think the story is going next, or like what do you think will be different? You know, just because I think it's interesting. To Except hear. for Michael, because he's seen the first fifteen seconds. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he how, can't much <laughs> how much did you play? How much did you play? I played through dirty, like dirty man. Fifteen minutes of fifteen minutes. One. <laughs> no, Michael's not allowed to talk. Duncan's oh, come lost on. His shit. You're not on the next episode. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think you probably start fighting against Yorha. You realize they're up to no good and start fighting him. That's my prediction. So you think it's like an alternate reality where you like realize everything that happened, or like how do you think you get to that point? Like what? What is different? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know any. I don't have any. I mean, idea that's the point the of the story. Like, what's going to happen here? Well, I mean, yeah. that's my prediction. I'm, I'm is fine that the with just like overarching going. idea. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna go back in the past. I don't know if we're gonna play as another Ooh, character. Back in the past. I, I don't know what's gonna go on. I don't know, man. I'm. Well, here's what I'm really hoping for. I'm really hoping to play as different characters. I have not seen any character player outside of um, outside of two B. So I don't know in screenshots, but like, I just I think it'd be super cool to see this. From a couple different sides, um, uh, maybe maybe playing as I think playing as Nine S would be terrible, but oh. I have a weird feeling that they would do it. So I really don't want to play as Nine S because that Why would do you think it would be terrible. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's just what I've already played though because they're together so much. Like I mean, unless okay. it was an alternate, like unless there were different story elements happening. I really don't want to play as 9S. Um, uh, I think it would be cool to just unravel. I think the obvious answer is that we're going to get these different elements unraveled a little bit more. Um, 
and understand like what's happening in these WTF scenes. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Uh, which would be cool. But I do worry that once those are revealed, I hope they do them tactfully because I think it would be really easy to fuck up in the sense of like the whole like parting the you know what's actually going on it makes it so much less cool because the mystery was the cool part about it uh so i do worry about that but my main prediction is obviously just playing the game from different perspectives and it's going to be the same thing around i don't think that you're going to start the game and have you like oh i know something that i knew before and now i don't you know like like I, I know something that's going to happen in the future. I I don't think it's going to be that. Interesting. Michael, any large predictions? Large predictions. Yeah, I got some large predictions. You already predictions. know a little bit of what's different, but like larger story larger predictions. Larger story predictions. Okay, you know how I thought the aliens were bullshit and then they weren't? Yeah. I think the humans yeah, are that. bullshit. <laughs> I don't think there's any humans, and I think it's bullshit. I was kind of thinking that too. Yeah, because you, yeah. like, like you never get in like direct contact with them. And it's always just like, you get like a piece of mail with a recording, and I'm just like, uh-huh. okay, okay, I see this. Yeah, I, I'm smarter than you, game. Anyway, I'm probably <laughs> very wrong. Also, but that's where I think it's going. I feel like there's an assumption that we're on Earth. Ooh, whoa, hey. Right? But mm. it's never been said. You know? Well, I mean, there's a moon. Well, there's only one moon, Duncan. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I've been stumped. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he got you. Should we might be on like a that. like a flat Earth. Oh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot, we cannot bring flat Earth theory into this podcast. Well, don't you think if the edge of it were real, there would be a great tourist attraction? Yeah, I mean, I think we can only God. really see the circle <laughs> around the world map. So, and it's not a sphere. So oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that I, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you get Damn. close to the end of the earth, you know, it just turns into the side-scroller, and then it ends. <laughs> it turns into a side-scroller? <laughs> I love that. Ah, that's a damn it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's well, good. Okay, what about, like, that's my that's my large-scale prediction. Do you guys have large-scale predictions? No, I mean, that's it for now. Oh, okay. I think they, oh, fair enough. Know, yeah. I think they kind of talked about okay, it a little yeah. bit there. Yeah. I think the ending is always the same, but I think we'll just know more. And maybe the ending for different people will be different, like, you know. All right. Well. Well, there we go, well, then. There we go. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm a little sad. We got a lot of good questions here, but God damn it, it's been, like, two plus hours. It's, it's too long. It's been, been so, too long. Yeah, maybe we'll get to some of these when we record the next one, which, Alex, please tell me that it's shorter than this. <laughs> I can't tell you anything. Um, we'll be recording the next one, hopefully, quicker to the time that you guys finish it, though. Um, so we'll try and plan that so that you're not just waiting for a long time. Um, so yeah, the next time, like I said, we'll um, continue on talking about Route B. Um, I don't want to say anything further than that, so I'm just going to say that we'll uh, we'll see you then. There'll still be the same crew of four of us. Um wow. You know, check us out. Social media. Let's not forget our social medias there. We got our Facebook, um, Thoughts from Player One. You can shoot us an email. Let us know any sort of questions, theories you have if you're playing along at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter at, at thoughtsfromp1 for Duncan's hot, hot tweet. Whoa. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Look, they're not my tweets, all right? You've made every tweet that's gone out. I that was you. Hey, guys, I'm new here. When are the hot tweets coming out? <laughs> uh, uh, no one Duncan's schedule once every month or hey, so. Man. Hey, every time we post, I tweet. Did you make a tweet for our latest Sonic post? <laughs> Did you make a tweet for our game reviews episode? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I cut out. I cut out. What'd you say? What'd you say? I can't. I can't quite hear you. Jesus. Nothing. Oh, okay. Good. Cool. Cool. Good. Just a little shade. A little shade cast here. We throwing it. Oh. We well, throwing it. So I think that's gonna do it for us. This thank week. you. Thank you, Michael. Um, thank you, Colby, for well, for being for having on us. Thanks for having me. It was a it was a pleasure having you guys. And um. It'll be about do a month. You, Next episode will probably be in about a month. Do you two want to say the closer with me? Oh, absolutely. Colby, you want to? I forget what it's, it is. And that's okay. Yeah, Colby's not <laughs> yeah, a real not fan. fan. He'll pick it up. Uh, that's all the... I kind of know what it it's, is. That's all ahead. the beef in the pod. You ready? I'm that not going to see that. Okay. I know what all right, it is. All right, all right Michael, you ready? Yeah. Three, two... That's all the... Well, that's all the, the be- beef, <laughs> beef in the, in the pod. pod. Good. <laughs> God, Alex. Good job. Let me do it. I can edit around that to make it better, I think. <laughs> That's I all the beef in the pot, ladies and gentlemen. Oh.